Yes, people can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed clearly and effectively. Welcome to the Research and Destroy podcast. Here's what we do. Step one, we take a subject. Step two, research the shit out of that subject. And step three, destroy the subject as we discuss what we found. With your hosts, John, Adam, and Justin. Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Justin. Today's episode, we're talking about secret societies. There's a lot of big names out there. You hear it in a lot of pop culture, Illuminati, Freemasons, Anonymous, a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, you you see it on YouTube, you see it in books, you see it in comic books and movies, and these things are everywhere. Alex Jones. Right. There's the conspiracy theories around all this stuff, and and are they controlling the world, and it's – there's – Honestly, I was really interested in this because I didn't know I didn't know I like knew the names but really didn't know any of the details. So I'm I'm really excited to hear what you guys are bringing. I was really interested to read Ryud. So, um, Adam, do you want to start today? Now that we've recorded our opinions, I, I think we should investigate to find out whether or not our opinions are based on good reasons. Oh boy. Uh, I can definitely try. Um, yeah, I first off before I before I do, I want to say too that I didn't really know what fully categorized secret societies until we kind of clarified it. Mm-hmm. So just to make sure that we're kind of on the same page too, right? Just to define it a little bit better, secret societies are kind of groups of people over the ages that are um, not quite like necessarily cults or anything. Maybe some of them are, but they're things, uh, big groups of people that are standing for a particular ideal or moral standing or something like that, right? Yeah, they're usually organizations. They've got some sort of like purpose, and you know, I mean, I mean, if we know about them, they're not very secret, <laughs> right? But we don't know everything about them, which is right. pretty obvious here because I don't know crap about like any of this stuff except for the one that I'm going to talk about. All right, well, let's see what you got. Um, mine falls into my wheelhouse. Uh, I, ch- I I chose with the help of John's um, beautiful suggestion. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much, John. <laughs> Uh, all credit goes to John for this. Uh, I chose Anonymous, um, which I didn't even think about for some reason in the beginning of this uh, research. So like the hacker group Anonymous? Yeah, the the, the, group, the hacker group Anonymous. So I will try my best to limit this to kind of, as you said, like you know, 30 minutes or so. But there's so much I could talk about about this that there's a lot of interesting things. So many events over the years since their inception in 2004 and all the little kind of nitty gritty details about what they do and how they do it is really, it's pretty interesting. And I can try to shed some light on that as much as possible. So feel free to ask questions about that stuff during the, the chat too. And I'll try to answer the best that I can. Awesome. I'm excited. I want to, I, I know, all right. I'm like, I'm a pretty computery guy. A lot of my career is in the internet and right. So like, I'm, I know a lot about it kind of tangentially. I don't really know any of the details though. So I'm excited. What about you, I- John? Well, let's. I, I kind of want to sum up my knowledge of anonymous people is probably just they all listen to like raver music and they pretty much <laughs> just have like the glow lights and they put them in front of you and they do ecstasy mm-hmm. and that's pretty much whatever. That's all they do in anonymous, pretty so much. So, like that's what all people, I'm what people thought hackers were in the late nineties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I've so that changed. I mean, you know. <clears throat> no, they're yeah. the same. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. Okay, okay. Next person. <laughs> wait. So wait. You, so you you know that some of the events they they that's been take, have taken place that anonymous has been a part of though, right? Over the years, I couldn't name yeah, them. Yeah, a little. But I, I'm sorry. Was that for you? I don't know. I just anyone. I could. I'm honestly I couldn't name one, but like I definitely have heard of it, and like I feel like they may have like hacked. You know, members that have claimed membership to anonymous, <laughs> hackers that have claimed membership to anonymous have like 
hacked things, gathered data, dumped them places, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of stuff I'd put them in WikiLeaks, dump the. Uh, I feel like they may be related to the uh, the data dump from the military from the guy at Chelsea Manning. Mm-hmm. Their queen is Natalie Portman, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. that's definitely true. Yeah, yeah it nailed it. That's actually we'll get into that, but but yeah, it's kind of the same thing. The Guy Fox mask cool. is kind of synonymous right now with the uh, with their their uh, their group, I guess. Yeah. yeah, their branding to maintain anonymity and to show kind of their political standing or moral standing, if you will. That came in a little bit later, though, when they started taking more moral and political stands. So what? So, so what are they? They are a decentralized kind of international hacking group that is now much more of kind of a moral standing group. They call themselves a duocracy. I don't, I've never heard that term before until I read about it. I mean, it makes sense, but they're, they're a group of people that don't necessarily have a structure of, you know, the people at the top run the entire thing or whatever else. It's basically groups of people that stand for something as a part of the group do something with that kind of under the assumption that their group is behind them. So okay, any right. oh wait do that oh I I you said duocracy and I thought like it was duocracy d u o like Simon and Garfunkel or something like That's I, what I thought too. yeah duo no but, no not like a duo the, like there's two leaders stuff. yeah like they're doers got it. not the not the alcohol either they do things <laughs> and that's cool it's not a very well defined are they the hacktivists defined they they are they are hacktivists in general they are now so once again. I guess let's just start from the beginning, kind of. So we'll talk about it. They they began as kind of a group. So I don't know if you guys remember this. Do you remember 4chan? Yes. Unfortunately, or fortunately. I have no problem. You know what 4chan is. It's like, the, pre, it's like yeah. the pre-Reddit, right? So it's a place yeah. where there was a bunch of images and memes and all sorts of crap. And it was run by a bunch of teenage trolls. Um, and you, there was no accounts. You just logged it. You just Everything was random, like a completely anonymous posted there. Right. It, certain certain uh, kind of subreddits, if you will, sub 4chan pages were anonymous. And one of those slash B uh, was a one of those pages where anonymous kind of gathered its beginnings. I forgot so, all about ran, uh, B, the random channel. Yeah, it's all random, just garbage, right? I mean, we we all know what the internet's like, and we for those of the, those that don't remember 4chan, picture Reddit, but just run by like twelve year old boys. Jesus Christ, right? there's some gross <laughs> stuff on here. <laughs> just a note <laughs> yeah don't go there i don't think you want to go there anymore either uh just watching yeah, my face it's, sour it's just it's disgusting, <laughs> it's, disgusting. It's, like, it's like reddit with more chaos and reddit's already as chaotic as it gets to be very honest so it's like your face if you saw the movie the ring and like the <laughs> what happens to you after you watch the ring what happens if you watch oh, fortune there's, there's stuff up there that like people really shouldn't like look at and stuff anyways that's where that's where anonymous kind of started with a lot of that stuff and anonymous started as a kind of a trolling group right they started as young kind of more more teenagers they didn't really solidify who they were but it's it's claimed that in the beginning it was a bunch of kind of just annoying teenagers that like put a bunch of memes on there and just like had a good time by doing the stupidest trolliest stuff and they Um, referred to all the users as one collective user anonymous Right, it's like a Eventually. guy with it's like a guy with a hat with no face is what I remember that being. Yeah, yeah, that? that's that's the very beginnings of, of kind of anonymous. So the reason the beginning was just kind of they did stuff for quote unquote the lulls, l u l z, just for so doing just, just to get just, just to, to get stuff, stuff to be funny to be to get laughs. Yes, yeah. just to be funny and just to do it because they could do it. Right. So yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, just to uh, zoom out just a little bit here too. I don't know how much you guys know about like hacker culture in general, but the original the original term hacker. Do you guys know where that came from? No, let's talk about Actually, that. Actually, no. That came from some nerds 
who knew it? And Nerds. MIT that were part of the uh, Electronic Train Club. And... <laughs> yeah, I guess you didn't need to say nerds because you were going to say train club. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's a little bit redundant. Um, they were known as hackers because a lot of times the, that club had to like hack pieces together in order to make the train pieces work from all the old trains they used to have. Oh, I like so that. So the actual... Mildly interesting hacker is uh, <laughs> is technically just it's it means a person that is very crafty in and uh, can can take pieces and and things from the outside world to make things work. Yeah. So that's what that's what hacker actually originally means, and it, that kind of applied to the internet eventually because uh, people that were on the internet that were making things work that shouldn't work and people didn't know how to utilize. That's what a hacker originally became to be known for. Just to be clear as well, a hacker in in kind of hacker speak is a typically could be a good or a bad thing. But usually, actually, in, in like hacker terms, hackers are pretty are good people from the computer science perspective. Crackers, but take away all everything else that you think about crackers. Crackers uh, are are the malicious hackers. That's the name for a malicious hacker is a cracker. I don't know if that's it's still kind of being used today. Not as much. Most of it's, it's called the black hat hacker. But yeah, um, crackers hat crackers hacker. are still. I mean, uh, I remember like when I you know when you were a teenager and you wanted to like get something a uh, piece of software that was you don't want to pay for. Right, mm-hmm. that's what you look for cracks, and those are the people that were doing your cracks, crackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. it's usually malicious, or you know, they're trying to leak something or whatever. Yeah, okay. I want to join this secret society of uh, train people. That yeah. actually sounds. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, you know, that actually sounds delightful. <laughs> Trains underrated, highly underrated. Cut to uh, John with like those his glasses at the tip of his nose. <laughs> Doing like a yeah. <laughs> oh, look, uh, these trees look so real. <laughs> it's a little village I've crafted. <laughs> My conductor's being a little salty today. <laughs> oh, you hackers! Him and so his wife. Cool. I, him and his wife are out on the outs. The trains are going to be delayed. <laughs> it's like a whole story. <laughs> they all wear black hoodies in there with raves going on. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they started in 4chan, and the beginning, they, there was a kind of a group called Encyclopedia Dramatica. Oh, yeah, um, I that. Yeah, and it was, kind of, it was initially the, a means for documenting kind of gossip related to LiveJournal. You guys remember LiveJournal? Yes. People's like oh, digital God. journal entries. This is, uh-huh. like, this is like 2005 nonsense right here. This is yes. ridiculous. This is a throwback. But then eventually it became a platform by Anonymous for satire and other things. This is when the kind of the trolling culture started picking up. And they had a bunch of different trolling raids and events where they would just troll specific people or communities. And they were trying just to offend people and just be just assholes, really. That's the beginning. Later on, though, they're so one of the first things that uh, blah, 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 down here that, that they became anonymous for. The, the hacktivism beginning was in 2008. I don't know if you remember this, but the Church of Scientology had a remember that big video that came out with Tom Cruise. It was really popular. And is that the one he was in the couch? That's, it's the op- that's Oprah. Oh. That's you, the, are you thinking, you're thinking of the one where he's getting interviewed one-on-one and he's going on and on and on about Scientology yes. and he's like raving and ranting and he's like laughing to himself. And yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sounds like, he looks like a crazy person. Yeah, it's like right. Entertainment Tonight or something like that. Okay. okay. Okay, yeah. I didn't watch the, the video again too, but I read about it again. And that video went pretty viral at that time, which is one of the first like big viral videos at the time. And Scientology, the Church of Scientology was like, this is look. This looks bad for us. This looks like we're like being made fun of, and we're a joke. So the Church of Scientology was not very happy about that. They began publicly putting down kind of 
putting out some some messages and they're trying to like stop people from spreading it. This has happened a couple of times in the past. Yeah, this has happened a couple of different times in the past. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like certain people were like, I don't like that this video is out there. We got to stop from this from spreading. Like Beyonce asking to get her internet, her picture off the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> or people getting stuff off Spotify or whatever, right? Like this has happened over the past like 10 years, a handful of times. Every time you do that, we all know it spreads faster, right? You, oh, you can't yeah. stop stuff from spreading on the internet. And if you ask it to stop, it's going to just get worse. If anything, um, you're like, hey, check out this thing that somebody has to stop, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is like, they asked us to stop this, like in bold on the video. And then it's <laughs> red like, circle. Like, yeah, red, <laughs> red circle. <laughs> um, you, you won't believe what girls told me to stop this video. Um, so they basically said the same thing. <laughs> They did the same. What that, happens this next the, will blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> this it's is one of the true. first videos like that, or first times that this happened. And it's the Church of Scientology, so people snatched it up. Immediately, though, as they were saying, immediately the 4chan people and people in this anonymous kind of group on this, uh, for, on this 4chan board were like, this is a perfect example of things we, of, that we should troll because these guys are insane, and no one tells us what to do. This is our internet. This is kind of like the beginning of the ownership phase of kind of the internet where the hackers right, where every buddy that can crusade for the general populace of the internet can align themselves with anonymous and contribute. Yeah. Eventually that's what it comes down to be. But initially it's like a handful of these kind of these lulls creators, whatever that just do a com- comedic <clears throat> stuff. Right. Basically they're like, screw this. We're going to do a bunch of pranks on, on the church. They did. They prank called the church's hotline. They sent faxes to them of just pure black, so black squares, so it was just black pages wasting all their, their ink uh, on their fax machines. Um, and they, <laughs> they did kind it. of awesome. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really that's smart. That's kind of awesome. This is how yeah. old school hacking was done, right? Like, I mean, the whistle on the phone, I don't know if you guys know that whole story, but like the, the beginning of hacking is just like totally being a troll against certain people in ways that make sense. And that's mostly what hacking actually even is nowadays. However, they also did some DDoS attacks. So I'm going to take a break right there. So you guys, they're very synonymous with DDoS attacks, uh, anonymous. Do you guys know what DDoS attacks are? I do. Do you want me to try to explain it? I would love to. (laughs) Actually, I want to hear hear John explain it first. So DDoS, otherwise known as DDoS, (laughs) is um, basically (laughs) the old school way of coding stuff into a computer. Um, that is, uh, you know, where it's got the green letters and like the black screen and, you you know, yeah, this thing and the, yeah, you know, (laughs) don't you Um, live in Silicon Valley? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, but it's all, it's all women with big breasts. So that's all, that's all it really is. So yeah, yeah. Silicon, silicone. Boo. All right, Justin, would you, would you want to make any minor points on that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) how about major points? Yeah. (laughs) I'm about to score major points with Adam for getting this right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, essentially, the idea is, you know, if it's if in the Scientology example, if they did a denial, uh, it's called a distributed denial of service attack. And essentially, what they do is there's all these computers effect, essentially affected with viruses across the whole internet. And from my computer, I could tell all those computers to start hitting the website for Scientology, and all that traffic, hundreds of thousands of traffic hitting it at once, would actually bring the server hosting the website to its knees. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they so basically they couldn't run a website anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And so they they would just you know that happens all the time where you like essentially me hitting a website's designed to handle you know four thousand people at a time or something whatever it is, but if suddenly it's one hundred and fifty thousand people hitting them all at the same time, the server can't keep up and then it stops responding and it will eventually crash the software running the website. 
Give me an example of this happening in a movie. I bet it's happened in a movie some at some point. No, because it's too nerdy and hard of a concept to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like when the dinosaurs broke free from Jurassic Park? Uh huh. Yeah, they spared no expense. <laughs> um, it's I like it. I don't know if there is any. Th- I'm, honestly, it's like the movie Hackers. They do this essentially in the movie Hackers. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I think they. But do. essentially, in the uh, spoiler alert, at the end, they bunch bunch to have like hackers all over the world, but it's not it's not mm-hmm. like a bot network. It's actual people mm-hmm. getting that's, in. And, that's that's the beginning of this. So this yeah. these DDoSes are, are like that. Yeah. Okay. You can watch Hackers on http colon slash www.hackersmovie.com. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> or it's I think it's that, on that Netflix. Was from like '96 or something, right? Right, it's that's the culture yeah. you think all hackers are, is because it's that's how it's portrayed <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> is this all? This is the only hacker content you've ever seen, John, isn't it? <laughs> it's a it's a dark room with like one light, one guy's in there. He's got like some sort of snack and like Mountain Dew in his hand, and that's mm-hmm. that's what a hacker is basically. Yeah, he wears that's a hood. of anonymous in the middle of the night. He mm-hmm. wears gloves, fingerless gloves, <laughs> fingerless gloves, bags under his eyes. Yep. Yep. Um, this is yeah. Justin in junior high school. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I was trying to think, is that true? That's not true, though. It's slightly true, actually. You are a Mountain Dew fiend. Okay, well, that's... Okay, people were, drink Mountain Dew, though. You were halfway there. That's the only clue I need. That's the only clue I, wasn't. I need. <laughs> I didn't get into fingerless do gloves until high school. any of those other descriptors fit you at any point in your life? No. Oh, I mean, was I... Okay, on, was I up all night on a computer? Sure. Was I hacking things? No. Did I have fingerless Listen, gloves? No. We, Did I have a sweater at night? It was cold. We're adding a lot of that stuff. And also, we have as we have gone off the rails, as it were, about oh, hackers. Okay. Well, let's, let's bring. Let's, I don't get it. Let's set this thing back on track. Um, oh, he did it! Yes. Oh God. <laughs> so you guys should say we're derailing this conversation. Yeah. This initial DDoS get back did on not schedule. have. This initial DDoS didn't have a botnet. So this is just a bunch of the people on 4chan um, that are using a particular application. There's a couple other ones back in the day, but they're, they were known for using uh, an application called Low Orbit Ion Cannon, or the LOIC, which is a basic application. Oh, which, is that what that is? Which Sorry. is uh, basically an application that you run on your own computer, and it sends those packets kind of initiating a connection with the server over and over and over again, and when a bunch of people do that at the same time, when they kind of do a countdown or whatever it is on IRC, and they say, let's hit them now, then they just spam the crap out of uh, connections to a server, and then people can't get to that website for a while. This this is going to be known to be something that they do for years and years to come with more and more people uh, to higher and higher effect. Yeah. Um, so initially, that was just kind of an annoyance thing. Mostly, it is an annoyance thing, but it does cost businesses a lot of money. Like, if it was our website, you know, it'd be a little obnoxious, but... Right, if it was, like, Visa, it could cause worldwide problems or an airport network or something, right? Mm -hmm. So these are, like, details, but, like, let's pull back. Like, what is Mm -hmm. their, like, goal? Like, what's their end game here? So we spent a lot of time on that. In this circumstance, they, in the beginning, they're just doing it because they're like, get off of our internet, don't tell us what to do, here come the lulls. Keep on going down. That, that keeps on happening for a little while. There are a couple. They keep calling everything that they do um, Operation whatever, Operation X. So and they, later on, they start using hashtags like Operation. This initial one is Operation Payback in 2010. So it'd be like hashtag Op Payback when hashtags become a thing. So yeah. even nowadays, too, they have Operation whatever it's called. And that's like them going after a target. So in the 2009, scientists stopped kind of engaging with them. And be, or they're like, OK, this is a bad idea to, to engage with people. Online Scientologists? That, yeah, the, the Church of Scientology stopped like engaging with them, and they, right, so they pulled they pulled back. I see. 
because they were winning. Yes. Yeah. And there's a quote later on too. There's uh, based on 4chan and this hacking culture, there is a entire thing called the rules of the internet. I'm not sure if you've ever heard about it, but it's yeah. the it's the memeiest pile of garbage that you've ever seen. But there are rules on here where if you if you look at it, one of the rules is if you troll a troll, like don't troll a troll, they will troll you even harder. So don't troll a troll. That's the that's the the point taken here. Um, never so kid a kid. <laughs> never kid, never kid, never kid a kidder. Yeah. So, anyways, there's some more stuff that kind of happens too. The anonymous starts becoming a little bit bigger. In 2010, you remember all the crap of the Pirate Bay? So, through IRC, basically, uh, Aplex Software, this is an Indian software company, basically was contracted with a bunch of film studios to say, listen, we're going to run some DDoS attacks on websites that are used for copyright infringement, like Pirate Bay. So, it was like an authorized DDoS. They're paying this company for an authorized DDoS to say, take down the Pirate Bay. We don't want the people like you know taking our movies and stuff. Pirate like that Bay was from. a web. Pirate Bay was a website where you could go download like free uh, video games and movies and uh, music mm-hmm. and apps and stuff. Okay, exactly. So illegally, uh, illegally download. It sounded, it sounded to me like they were just trying to waste the ink of some com- company that makes rum or something. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, so they were in the beginning. This no, no. this <laughs> here is different. This circumstance yeah. is uh, is a actual contracted from the film studios contracted an, a software company to basically DDoS, quote-unquote legally, the Pirate Bay and other things, to say, take this stuff down, we don't want the Pirate Bay to exist. Yeah. Okay. The hackers, and Anonymous, the, the now Anonymous, says, fuck that, we love the Pirate Bay. Right? Yeah, right, We're not free, free movies, happen. right, free music. So they launched their own DDoS attack against the software uh, website for a day, using that low-orbit ion cannon, and then they target the Recording Industry Association of America, and the Motion Picture Association of America successfully bringing down both of their sites. So they just come back swinging and just take down all that shit. And then once again, when that happens, they're like, oh shit, we messed up. Sorry, guys. So they back up. They kind of don't know what they're getting involved with at that point because it wasn't that prevalent or something, right? Yeah, this is kind of, I mean, 2010, 2009 is still pretty pretty beginning stages of hacker culture. And like what people are getting caught up with what the internet is and what's capable on the internet. It's it nowadays, that's a lot further along. That being said, hackers still to this day are always a couple steps ahead of even security people and the governments, especially and the modern person, 100 percent. Yeah, right. So back in the day, John thought we were talking about rum. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) What's really interesting about this is like every like congressman is like too old to like make a law. So like this is like, did you ever see when they were interviewing or not when they were uh, not an interview? What do you call it? When they had Mark Zuckerberg and get at the Senate hearing. Right. And they're like asking him questions and they sounded like old ass, like dumb old men. They're Mm -hmm. like, if I'm on the Facebook, are commercials watching me? And you're like, what? You, like they know nothing about this stuff. And like, so Correct. this is like, it's like the Wild West. When I when I put my files in the trash, where do they go? <laughs> the internet have a landfill? And you're like, can my wife yeah, see the porn that I'm looking at through Facebook? And you're like, ah, sir. Uh, well, if you're if you're a uh, Ted, uh, what's his face? Then yeah, you're sharing it. Oh, Bundy? Ted Cruz, bad move. Oh, yeah. Cruz. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's still like that nowadays. Uh, that's that's. I mean, it's gotten more advanced, right? But it's you know that that wasn't very long ago, right? But back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, still. I mean, the law takes a long time to catch up on the internet world, which is why so much of this stuff is quote unquote. It's, it's legal until it's not legal, right? Well, it's so legal because like there's no law that talks about it at all. Yeah, there's no. There's not a lot of governance. There's getting more and more governance now. Yeah. They're they're trying to be really hard about it now, which the people are not happy about on the internet to try to kind of gain some ground on that, but. 
there's always going to be a way around it, for the, at least for the time being. Like yes. Tupac hard or Biggie hard? Like, like how hard are we talking here? Um, I mean, the end of Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Tupac hard. Yeah. Okay, okay, my man. All right, I like yep. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer I Biggie, but I would say Tupac's harder. So that's all there's yeah. to it. I agree with both of those statements. Um, <laughs> so later on, uh, they actually <laughs> they do some more. They, they actually beginning having botnets against a particular target, as Justin was kind of saying earlier. And that's, again, just a bigger net, a bigger group of computers that are called zombies that you can use in a, in a distributed denial of service attack. So a I bunch of those say, all these now, terms are awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hackers made these things up. I mean, I'm they like, with trains, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, the first group, they're they're the ones trying to write laws where they're like, well, the Facebook's watching the porn or whatever. <laughs> now, they're not the cool guys anymore. They, uh, they end up doing a bunch more DDoSs against particular, uh, a bunch of different websites. Eventually, they do stuff with, they, they hit PayPal even. Um, I remember Visa, that. Visa, MasterCard. Yep, um, that whole... Yeah, uh, a couple of the people start becoming known as uh, famous for their internet handles, like Topiary. I was involved with this one specifically, who they found out later on. But he, he had the, one of the big zombie botnets here um, that did about 90% of the actual attack uh, on some of these different sites. The government's running around. It's like a Benny Hill type of thing for a while. Yeah. It's still kind of <laughs> like that a little bit. Yeah, it um, is. But anyways, so, so some of them actually, eventually we'll talk about later, some of the people end up getting caught and get found out, but that's the more kind of some of the more interesting stuff. But for now, kind of moving on to 2011, 2012, one of the big times that Anonymous kind of came out was in Operation Tunisia, which was during the Arab Spring movements. I don't know right. if you guys remember that, uh, trying to get the, they tried to suppress kind of the information in the in the region yeah, um, yep. about what was going on, and the anonymous is like, we don't fucking deal with suppression of information. Like we run, you don't you don't restrict stuff on the internet. And not they, in our hood. Not in oh, yeah, as, <laughs> as they're all wearing hoods. Yeah. Not that I want to upset anonymous by saying this with the nerd voice, but <laughs> no, probably not in our right. hood. No, probably not. But yeah, okay. <laughs> but not in our hood. <laughs> One of the next ones, too, uh, a couple of the people, Tiflo, Sabu, Topiary, another guy named is Ryan, known as Kayla, changed the changed the sex to Kayla when his name is Ryan. That's what you do on the internet. Collaborated in 2011 on a cyber attack against Aaron Barr, the CEO of the computer security firm HB Gary Federal. I don't know if you guys remember that. What are, the, what are they from? What was Why would they be attacking that person? That group? Uh, because in, there, was a, there was a threat from him specifically saying, listen, I know how to get some of those anonymous guys. I know who they are. We can take them down, government. Oh, stupid. They, he came out publicly and said, I'm going to announce who they are soon. Yeah. And Anonymous is like, Anonymous is like instantly like just hacked into his shit, right? So four of the HB, uh, the four hacked in the HB Gary site used the captured password to vandalize his Twitter account with a bunch of other random crap that they posted on there. They released a big cache of the HB Gary's emails in a huge torrent file on Pirate Bay. Was all so they, they essentially they hacked into his got his email or hacked into some database got his password and then used it for all his other accounts. Yes, basically they hacked all of his passwords and then then they opened all the stuff. Yeesh. I'm thinking if you live on the planet Alderaan, do not piss off a group that has a low orbit ion cannon. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. I mean, if I've learned anything. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's Alderaan living. Uh, <laughs> step one. If if yeah. <laughs> So I'm not going to go through a bunch of those ones, but but you get the, kind of the idea, right? The Westboro Baptist Church, we all know who they are. Unfortunately, the, yes. The favorites of the internet world. Um, I love those guys. Everyone loves them. <laughs> and they they basically say a bunch of stuff. They get hacked as well. We, we hear about the kind of the Sony retaliation um, and the PlayStation networks that get hacked. Um, they're a big part of the Occupy Wall Street movement. 
um, mm-hmm. the Occupy movement in general <clears throat> from 2011. Yeah. Um, because that's like just... their coup de gras, right? Like that's what like are... their biggest thing they've done, I think. I would but say. what in, what part did they play in that? Because Occupy so, Wall Street was largely people sit, sitting in you know New York. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of involved from the from the base when that became discussed, and they helped spread the word and. A lot of them ended up contributing to the places around the world when they were doing Occupy movements all over the place. So they were just kind of like part of the spreading of the information. And they had, you know, they, they have online videos as well, Anonymous, with mm-hmm. some of their masked people and their robotic voices and things like that, too, to kind of spread information like that, too. So they, they did some of that as well. <laughs> I have to yeah. say the, the whole like image of it all, I know it's like they know what they're doing as far as mm-hmm. like media. It's it's very cool, even if like, so I, you know, it's vigilante justice. Yeah, it is. I mean, everyone, uh, I mean, I would say most people like that idea of this kind of vigilante justice in a corrupt system, right? You're like, oh, everything's corrupt. There's all these corrupt things out there. I'm glad there's these mass vigilantes that can help like aid push us towards a greater good type of thing. I think a lot of regular non-tech people don't understand it enough to even understand that they're doing a good thing. I think in general, they're just seen as criminals. I'm going to pull away from kind of this information just to talk about that a little bit, because I think that's pretty interesting, right? They talk about that a little bit later, but I think in general, that's one of the more interesting things about Anonymous is that when, if you say that you're in a part of Anonymous, you are a part of Anonymous. That's the way their group works. There's no group membership like you're part of ISIS or something. Yeah, there's no um, members list. By the way, ISIS ISIS would have been a good one, by the way, guys. Yeah, Um, I'm... I, I, I'm regretting not picking ISIS now, actually. So, <laughs> have a little combat scene. You're um, on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting because I was like, gonna cut my own head off <laughs> <laughs> for the podcast where no one can see it. Do you think that'll work? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wolverine Sabretooth joke. That yes. was brilliant, Justin. That was You're a welcome. good callback there. Let's put this into perspective. Uh, it took three three episodes for John to put a mic on a stand, putting <laughs> up his own head, <laughs> a little beyond his wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, it may take me a little while to cut my own head off. If I'm being truly honest, you know. Which on you're using a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's too soft. <laughs> If I slowly a, if I, moving if I, if I had a quarter for every time i've heard that <laughs> i pictured you trying to like cut you could pay somebody to cut your own head off <laughs> isis perhaps yeah. when, we were, when we were in middle school and you had those cheese this, those little cheese and crackers things you use that little stick to put yeah. the cheese in the that's what i picture john like putting up to his throat slowly <laughs> oh my god cheese remnants um <laughs> a little bit of a taste I here ate, and there I like that I ate cheese and crackers with it, and then I'm like, I should cut my head off. <laughs> Oscar um, Myers like, we really got to work on our branding. <laughs> we cannot have this spread. Anonymous is like, this has to spread. The, so Adam, these cheese on these crackers. <laughs> Why does oh Anonymous hit on this? I don't know. All right, so, what, what, so what's... Uh, you refer to them as vigilantes. Is that yeah. really that's an apt description? So I, like they're not the nerds that Gotham wants or the nerds that Gotham needs. Essentially, is that where you're? Is that where we're going for here? I, I think that's debatable. I think the 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 nerd. Oh. I think it's more the the nerds. Well, it depends. The, you know, they've been they've been depicted in multiple ways, and I think depending on where you sit on the fence of this kind of information sharing fence, I guess people 
treat them as being like gods or they treat them as being like the Antichrist. I mean, there's a lot of gray area in between. It depends how you treat that stuff, right? It's the they same thing. They also don't act consistently. Sometimes they're just vengeful. So there are a couple different spinoffs of these group of smaller packs of them that have done stuff like Lulzsek uh, and the like. Um, and those people much more so are, uh, they're more aggressive and they're more tactical. Like they're very intelligent, but their morals are a lot more loose, right? Yes. We know, we know most of the stuff, the, the morals are typically decently good, but those ones are a little bit different. Yeah. So lul, I've heard uh, L, L-U-L-S-E-C, that's Lulsec. So that's like another group of essentially anonymous. They're all anonymous. Everything's anonymous. But they claim Lulsec organized, self-organized and called themselves and takes credit for various attacks. It's a spinoff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a couple more things that happen. We have the Million Mask March in 2013. We have a couple different operations they have, Operation Safe Winter. There's a couple different shootings that have happened over the time, too, that are the public is not very happy about the way that's been handled and do some more hacking, yada, yada. Right. So what do you mean? Shootings? Um, so the shooting of Michael Brown, uh, in Ferguson, Missouri, that how, how was, how was anonymous involved? There was a, the organization that claimed to be associated with anonymous that was organizing cyber protests against the police, um, oh. and Twitter accounts, stuff like that too, to say that the police were in the wrong and, you know, there's, I mean, some of these, some of these topics are kind of like in that gray area, but there's anonymous usually pull like states where they stand on it and that can push people away or pull people toward them. Right. They've done a lot of stuff over the years, even up until, up until recently with the president election in the United States, uh, corruption in South Africa, uh, variety of other things as well. Interesting. Uh, so they're yeah, like, so, they're not, not just operating in, in the United States. It's global. They're, they're doing oh, stuff no. all over the place. Yeah, uh, they're doing stuff everywhere. Um, okay. and, and I think a lot of them, actually, the bigger ones, there's some of them in the United States, but a lot of the bigger ones, too, are over in Europe. Some, some of bigger, the more advanced. Bigger attacks. Yeah, some of the more advanced hackers. So in general, though, too, there are a bunch of people, as you guys kind of stated earlier, too, that are part, quote unquote, want to be part of anonymous movement, right? So they, they go onto the, they call themselves anonymous. They, they, they go onto the particular message boards. They're talking about maybe join one of the particular IRC channels. They use lower, but Ion Cannon. They hop on some kind of public space where they can be anonymous as well. And then they help them kind of launch their attacks and their missions. So you don't have to be a genius to be a part of it. I mean, to organize the entire thing and to have some of the statements and to do some of the more advanced hacking, sure. But the majority of people that are in anonymous are people that just feel politically moved by the stuff that they're <clears> doing now. And it's going to gain so much traction that any Joe Schmo that has a computer, they have websites on there for how to be how to like help them, and they have step by step instructions of like how to download stuff. Where to go on the IRC channel? Who like kind of what to say? What, yeah. When they're going to be? And then in there they have stuff. We're going to be doing something at this point in time. We're going to be launching this big attack. You know, please you know, make these settings on your computer, or whatever, too, and then just press this when it's ready. So it's like a very easy thing to get into and call yourself part of it. And I think that kind of group culture is something that a lot of people, young people especially, like are very into because you feel direct impact with you know against stuff that you don't like or for stuff that you, that you feel engaged with, like. You know, things across the globe, you can have effect immediately as a group on like something, someone's suppressing something on their websites or whatever, too. And you don't want them to show that on the on the web or whatever. You can kind of immediately have an impact and say, I don't like that, what they're doing. I don't like this KKK website. I, I want this, you know, did not exist on here. But that raises that same question where it's like, you know, we run the Internet. Everything should be open. Everything should be free. And then people say, well, if that's the case. How can you guys have the right to denial of service people? How can you guys have the right to, you know, take control of the internet like you guys own it too? Shouldn't it 
to be totally free. So yeah, they, they do essentially. I mean, they're 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 very they're like they're like pro democrat. They're like democratic, but at the same time, they're like yeah, but we don't. But they do have like a soapbox. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. like they're anti racist. They're you know what I mean? Which is fine, obviously. Like I'm cool with that, but like racists aren't cool with that. Racists so, are like, know. come on. Where's my <laughs> activist group? <laughs> Duocracy? Come on, guys. Uh, what, like there's two of them? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I think that's one of the bigger things, too, is like it's, it's a lot of people are like they side with it or they don't side with it because of, you know, what they stand for. Right. But there are there are a lot of kind of gray, uh, weird, weird gray areas with what they're doing and the way they're going about it. So it's just kind of personal preference, whether you think they're doing the good fight or whether they're doing something that's too detriment of a lot of us, because a lot of people, even in media are just like, you know, these guys are kind of crazy. And it's kind of like the thing in the middle East when we went over there, right. Where it, if you, if you take down some of the bad guys and, you know, online porn sites, whatever too, it makes a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, stand, standard secret society argument. Are they doing good or are they doing bad? Basically. Yeah. Which is, a good question. Do you, John, based on what you know, do you think they're doing good or bad? I think they're good. Yeah, my, my gut instinct says they're they're out for, like, the common good. I don't think – uh, when I asked Adam, though, if they have a common goal, like, I don't think – I don't think they do. I think they're just sort of, like, like uh, attack this thing randomly, attack that thing randomly. Like, they don't have, like, a set of rules, which I like but don't like. I, I feel like they have to be specific. Uh, I don't know. Or, 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 or at least have, like – some sort of goal in mind with all of these attacks like there there's a common good but at the same time it's like when does it end like when do you stop the hacking like when when have you hacked enough i guess mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how long does the train have to how go much, how I mean, much hacking know. is too much <laughs> yeah are we, are we to the end of the track shed i don't who knows it's yeah, the... no 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 more, more train jokes please it's <laughs> it's true though it's the same thing with the occupy movement right that was the same problem is because like ha- you they couldn't list what they were standing for a lot of times it was so complex that it, it, it eventually apart. it eventually lost ground because they couldn't they didn't have a simple set of goals. It was like everything needs to change, and you're just like, cool. What do we start with? And they're like, everything needs to change, and you're just kind of like, okay, well, this is not going to work, right? Um, right well, I'm a, I can't keep living in this tent. Of, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of ma- just making a list. Just make a list. You know, it gets <laughs> it gets so much shit done. You know, yeah. Check it twice if you have to. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> find out. You know, I mean, who who is naughty or nice yeah it's santa claus this the santa claus method uh, yeah it's right. yeah but it's it's interesting right it's interesting uh, that they they adopt the guy fox mask to be anonymous to you but people are just like yeah but you just bought that guy fox mask at walmart you know what i mean yeah. it's like you yeah. just supported another huge organization well, but right? they're not so. necessarily against so like you said earlier that they're they're kind of combating when large organizations faceless organizations censor people on the internet affect the internet in ways they don't like but they mm-hmm. are the internet's faceless organization fighting back kind of mm-hmm. right that's the they are the every man kind of i mean that's that's kind of their you can tell they're just their representative for the most part they're representative of kind of everybody that knows how the internet works yeah. what they would want what do you, what do you think justin do you like that's do you like that's what or? i just said yeah i mean i think you know i it's like I think Batman as a character is cool. If there was a real guy running around in a costume beating the shit out of people, I'd probably think, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. But mm-hmm. I like the good results he's having. So, you know, do the ends justify the means? I don't know. It's hard. It's I, I can't. I don't have a definitive stance. I, I, though I t- tend to be for what they're, you know, their actions. 
you know. So in they, general, you're kind of, you're happier that they exist than that they don't. Well, like okay, so you brought up the um, the PayPal Mastercard Visa um, mm-hmm. crash. So they they hacked Mastercard Visa so they couldn't process cards for like a couple days, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason they did that, if I remember correctly, was because Mastercard and Visa stopped letting people donate money to WikiLeaks. Mm. Like that was their yes, reason. Exactly. Exactly. So they. I mean, at the time, WikiLeaks kind of went off the rails after he got exiled in wherever the hell he is. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's siding with all these dictators because they're the only people that will give him asylum against America, right? Mm-hmm. But for a while, he, he it was just – and maybe it was always like this. It was just WikiLeaks, the whole idea was uh, you know, it was a bastion against corruption basically. Free communication mm-hmm. of in- classified information because it's it's making the world a worse place. It was their, and, it was their first real partnership really, uh, right. WikiLeaks, because they both sided with – in the hacker culture – the, one of the biggest things is freedom of information and sharing of that information. Right. Um, and the internet is the place to do that, which is why in the beginning it was basically created and hackers right. are want to defend that to the grave basically. Yes. Right. And that's, um, and WikiLeaks was the, was the kind of biggest thing to happen in that arena. And then mm-hmm. they financially were getting shut down because the major credit card processors wouldn't give them their money. Basically PayPal wouldn't give them yeah. their money. So these guys were like, well, fuck that shit. Yeah, and, and in the beginning, know. there's a lot of residual losses, right? I mean, there's a lot of collateral damage because when you take down credit, you know, all the credit card places are too just for one thing. You're also affecting all these other people that want to do legitimate business. Right. So they they you know they do some. I mean, they started in 4chan. You know, I mean, I mean, they're not in the beginning. They're not. They're you know not the wisest people in the world, right? I mean, they have a goal. Are they the best at executing it always? No. Have they gotten better over the years? In my opinion, yes. Um, even though some of the bigwigs and some of the people that in the organization that are the good hackers have been arrested and, and been pulled away. Um, some of them even recently have died, actually. Um, it's due to some strange circumstances, which we won't talk about today. But um, there's been some interesting stuff that's happened. Uh, we should talk about that today years. if you know it. <laughs> uh, I'll, very, very briefly, let me wrap this up. With us. So, so I, yeah. I think in general, they've evolved into something that I can get behind for the most part. Um, I do like them more than more than dislike them. But I also work in cybersecurity in general and i i like the things that they stand for however i don't always you know like their execution but i think that's just a lot of immaturity from the beginning um, yeah and i see that. I get that. anyways so that's kind of that's that's anonymous yeah i feel like i'm so behind after we stop this podcast i'm gonna go play my atari yeah. <laughs> You gotta crank it up first. <laughs> uh, there's there's a good there's a good movie too called We Are Legion, which is about Anonymous too that I've watched a while back too, and there's a good book about him. Um, like if, you're, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, We Are Legion's a, it's a good kind of documentary about him. Um, I think they've made like the last two years. So right on. I right, um, Dustin, did you pick a less nerdy secret society? <laughs> it's so God, check this I shit out. Dying my, over here. Mine is nerdy. Please but... tell me you pick. Please tell me you pick the NBA because I'll I will just go <laughs> off on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, let me tell you. I'll give you a hint. My secret society is a slam dunk. Um, oh. <laughs> all right. You choose straight ahead. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> get, on, get on this gravy train. Uh, here we go. All right. So I, I actually picked one that is nerdy, but in like a different way. So you tell me what you think about it, but it, and if you've ever heard of it. So it's called uh, Ordo Templi Orientis. Ever heard of it? Nope. 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 Adam? I'm going to assume that Ordo means order. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you know what I'm talking about here. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> All right. So, it's um, essentially, it roughly translates to uh, Temple of the Order of the Temple of the East or Order of the Oriental Templars. Which Oriental is Templars. I, I think Oriental okay. just means of the East. It's a group that was founded at the turn of the 20th century um, in like 1904. 
four, I think was the first like actual proof they have. They think it may have started a few years before that. I think it started in Germany and it's almost branched off of Freemason. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Freemason, which will, I think is what you're talking about, John. So we're going to breed, we're going to maybe yeah so so it'll lead it'll lead into that so it was started by two guys uh one guy named carl kellner and another guy named theodore Roos. and uh and a couple years after that uh that you might recognize this name there was an occultist named alistair crowley i think there's a song uh, by, about it more after after that name i think it's um who's the band he was he, he was, he was a satan. i'm sorry i'm still laughing at adam just saying mr crowley no he was a... <laughs> my old <laughs> no, neighbor the song by yeah. black sabbath yes that's it oh, mr. Crowley. I, I did not yeah. know that yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was a satanist i think uh he was an occultist which is uh. not the same thing okay so wait, the so order wait, wait mr crowley was a real person yeah, that's if, it's, if it's the same person yes holy shit yeah blow yeah, your mind here coming together now. i thought it was just like a guide you know like you know, Mr. Jones and me and whatever. Like I, I thought think it was Mr. Like Jones is based thing. on a real guy too. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just see Adam's chair spinning as he runs out of the room. <laughs> Songs are based on real people. I <laughs> note Alistair Crowley's hobby trains. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that you know that so all aboard or whatever it is, the beginning of that Black Sabbath song. All aboard! Uh, crazy train, crazy train. Yeah, that, that, we missed the we missed oh the goddamn. God, all... <laughs> we blew it. All right, this episode's over. Shut it down. Turn the lights off. <laughs> all right. So uh, this organization is a fraternal organization. It's one of these things that has like um, degrees, just like the Masons do. Yes, um, they do. And like, I didn't. It took me a second to even understand what that meant. But essentially, it's like a ranking that you earn and you progress through the ranks. And there's like these uh, rituals that like when you've reached the right criteria, you're like uh, initialized into initiated into the next degree. Right. So this one is the the kind of the idea is uh, the philosophy of the whole thing. Essentially, the order offers this instruction through ritual and guidance to essentially improve yourself to become one with the universe to work on your great work which you've heard the term magnum opus, right? That, was, that, yes. that means great work. So like these guys think that like every person, if they get close enough to the universe, they become more one with the universe and eliminate all the deficits of self and all these things that they can then, I'm sorry, progress to their along their great work and, and create whatever they were meant to create. Um, like physically or why? I don't, I mean, it could be a great book. I don't know what their, what their divine purpose or their, you know, thing was, but essentially they're trying to get as close to divinity as they can. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm adding some words here. They don't say though that, that type of yeah, talk yeah. with divinity, but so Alistair Crowley, I guess he was in, uh, so these two guys started Carl and, um, Theodore start this, this order. And they are trying to get like-minded people together to do this in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And, uh, a couple years later, this guy, uh, Alistair Crowley, pr- writes a book called The Book of Lies. <laughs> and it's basically detailing essentially all of the the like his – how he thinks the world should work and how his – it's like a 93-chapter book that has a book of law. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote 93 that... chapters. He's like, fuck it. I'm calling The Book of Lies. Let's see you read this piece of shit. That was amazing. <laughs> I was really um, intrigued. <clears throat> you know what? That I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Hold on. 
We just tell oh my god. That, okay, that so changed. Alistair Crowley. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Justin wrote a book of lies. My god. <laughs> the podcast is a book of lies. <laughs> <laughs> it is today, man. <clears throat> god damn. I'm so sorry. So uh, yeah, Alistair Crowley. Uh, he he was in he was English. He was an occultist. He was a ceremonial magician. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. I don't know why they include that in this list, but it really made me laugh. Because all the other things kind of seem like things you do, and then he's like, what else do you like to do? Well, I climbed a mountain. Let me take a look at my mountains. Boy Scout patches. <laughs> yeah, he's pointing at his chest. There's my occultist, ceremonial magician, poet, painter. Oh, my mountaineering badge. I didn't oh, want to. Hey, the man guess, likes hiking. Yeah. Um, so he founded a religion, but it's it's... Not a religion, like a, I mean, it is. So it's called Thelema, T-H-E-L-E-M-A. And essentially what Thelema is, is it's a social or spiritual site, uh, philosophy where it like, this is kind of what they, what the order, they call it OTO. So they don't keep saying Ordo Templar Orientis. Yeah. Uh, well, Thelema is the one that drove the convertible off of the cliff with Louise in the passenger seat. Yeah, with Am Louisa. Yeah, you nailed it. And they held hands, <laughs> and away they went. Uh, love that movie. Oh, so what Thelema I, roughly translates in Latin to... <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> roughly translates to true will. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to... Every every person has true will, and essentially it's it's separate from what your like, everyday desires are. Your your per, your being as your person as a being has some place it wants to get to in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Either mentally, purposefully, whatever it okay. is. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little worried John's gonna like start doing this after I read all this stuff because <laughs> it's he's like uh, oh, tr- it, the more I read through it, it sounded like the secret <laughs> a little bit where uh, it's like yeah. not real religion, but it's religiony enough to make you be like I'm gonna start doing this shit and visualize my dreams. Uh, that whatever. is Oprah's religion, sir. Uh, okay. You will bow down to Oprah, and that will is I? that. All right. Yeah. So the true will is essentially one's calling or purpose in life. And Thelema is trying to cut away and change yourself to – it's like trying – it's like almost – it sounds Buddhist a little bit too, right? Where you're trying to like cut away the unnecessary parts of your life and, and complications you're adding to your own life to get to this like divine purpose basically. This sounds like alchemy old uh old school quote-unquote religion or the occult yeah so it's yeah occult is in it and they like the symbology they use and they have all these like very complex systems involved where it's like mm-hmm. are you just sitting at like i'm trying to figure out what these guys do were doing like they didn't have power right when was the electricity didn't happen in the 19 until late i actually don't know when electricity started like <laughs> when, last year or when did they have like powered you lights your book of lies yeah <laughs> <laughs> We have invented electricity, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So, right. So he founds this religion. He he writes a book about it called The Book of Law. Sorry. <laughs> and then he um, and then he, he publishes this book. And the guys that started the Order Templi Orientis see it and are like, they're like, how did you know what our like upper degrees were? Because some of the things he talks about in his book, they were like, and so they like became friends. And then within a couple of years, they had made this guy the like leader of Europe for this thing. Alistair Crowley? Yeah. So he became – in this order, he was like he, – he, they inducted him at – so there's uh, 13 ranks, but rank zero. So it goes to rank 12 or degree 12, 12th degree. So you can be a 12th degree uh, Templar or whatever. whatever it's, I don't remember the term they call it. 
but you start as rank zero and that's essentially you're like, yeah, <laughs> you start as rank zero where you're essentially like honored guest. You're not really even an official member. Yeah. But they started this guy at uh, ninth degree. And so like, I'm going to read real quick what the degrees are or read oh, you guys. So they're, they're like weird names. So essentially it's organized into three groupings. The first one is called the, th- the third or man of earth triad man mm. of earth. Mm. So the first uh, mm-hmm. four Zero is Minerval. I don't even know what that word means. Nope. Do you guys know? Okay. Uh, uh, Minerva is a word, but I don't know. Uh, damn, I thought it was a like name. Some, it's probably some metal band or something. I'm sure I could have Googled it, but I didn't. That's fine. So that's for... Our that's, listeners are like pulling their hair out. Yeah, like, so that's, I fucking know what Minerva is. Yeah. yeah so zero, that's fine. Well, if you know, send it associated in. Associated with or reminiscent of Minerva. That's Got useless. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when things... Do, so what does... Okay, that doesn't mind. Okay. So that's zero degree. First degree is man and brother, woman and sister. That's okay. Why is that what it's called? Second degree is magician. <laughs> this is yeah. where we start getting... Lit. Third degree yeah, is ma- master magician. Fourth degree is perfect magician and companion of the holy royal Ark of Anak. Oh. So it and starts getting like... Magician. Yes. <laughs> I would bullshit magician. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Rudy rank four bullshit magician, uh, Alistair. We gotta work. <laughs> we gotta we gotta work on these names. He's like, oh, bullshit magician isn't good. Okay, how about this? Perfect magician of companion and holy royal arc of Anarch and in the goddamn it. <laughs> Wait, listen, Alistair, you're getting on Minerva. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Adam? Uh, so. Wait, so Alistair jumped all of these, meaning he is degrees and degrees above perfect magician? Yes. <laughs> so how, how is this evaluated? Okay, so it's not like they're actually... So the, I'm going to talk about magic in a second because this order actually believes in magic. But not Alistair like, is that like is that son of a bitch that like the company hires he's like like half your age like you've been there for years but they hire him <laughs> and already promote him above yeah. you and he has to like start giving you orders and you're like fuck he comes <laughs> he comes by your desk and does like a crappy card trick and walks away and you're like you son of a bitch <laughs> damn his ceremonial magic <laughs> uh, I'm telling Thalema <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's in HR yeah well, I, I, I assumed. Okay, so oh, I was looking at something else. So okay, so the ranks are, um, and then it's perfect initiate. I don't know what that means. And then the, there's a thing that's called outside. So there's the triads. The first triad is the third, which is called man of earth triad. The second mm-hmm. is called lover triad, and the last is called hermit triad. So it's the okay. first three, the middle three, and the last three, or whatever it is. You know, it's third. Yeah. 12 things, 13 things. I feel like you want to stay a lover triad and never go to a hermit triad, to be very honest. Yeah. Right. So the, the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, so I was talking about the, the degrees. I'm going to talk a little bit about how it, they basically, these guys started this thing and there's a lot of like date specific dates and people involved, but it's not really that interesting, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point they purchased, so like, um, you'll probably talk about this a little bit, John, but Freemasonry, they have all these rights of essentially how they move i think this is how i understand this is how they move people to the next degree right well these guys some of the earlier yeah (laughs) god damn it (laughs) right so they these guys uh they they basically purchased the rights to perform the right of something called memphis and mizraim 
and I couldn't really even understand what it was when I was trying to read it, but essentially they purchased the first couple degrees of Freemasonry to use. They like licensed it. <laughs> what? Like it's you like are, do that? I don't know. So also, they also known as the Louisiana Purchase. Right, yeah. So they have Memphis. <laughs> no way, that's not Is it Memphis? Where the hell's Memphis at? <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee. Close enough. <laughs> Same thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, right next to next to Skidmore, Missouri. Um, All of our fans in Louisiana, Tennessee are pulling their hair out. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they don't have hair. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. All right. So they buy these rights. They they create this organization. Eventually, they Aleister Crowley he kind of gets initiated into... He becomes he oh then he he, be, he quickly rises up he becomes tenth degree, and he then opens the British section he's of OTO, right yeah he's a black belt, and so he ha- he opens the British section of the OTO and he calls it the Mysteria Mystica Maxima, okay or or the MMM and there's all these like uh, gr- uh <laughs> yeah like um, <laughs> jokes yeah he he Wait, starts. He, he, he gets hired into this company at ninth level and then promptly gets promoted yeah. to 10th level. Yeah. He's a wonderkins, man. Yeah. Um, so he – well, I think it's because the people that, that fought, found him were like, you already get it. You're already clearly operating at this other level. Okay. Plus, it's a bullshit order. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bullshit order, but so like these guys are trying to like, essentially they're trying to like talk about enlightenment kind of, but not really like it's more about cutting away the, the trimming the fat on their lives kind of. Okay. So Aleister Crowley, he writes that he writes, he creates Thelma, Thelema, uh, writes the book of law. Right. So one of the big things that's um, interesting, but the most interesting thing I found about this, so there's all this like who owns OTO. Cause like it's, a, it's a copywritten thing basically. Hmm. Um, and it was really boring, <laughs> like arguing who <laughs> ordered it, honestly, but the actual order itself was kind of interesting. So they have all these different, um, you know, initiations to initiate to the next degree. And there's like rituals, very specific rituals, uh, that move you from each, de- from each degree to the next. And the first, f- all the way up until number nine, eight, that's when you get into the last triad, the hermit. And that is, that's one is where it's, um, that's like a monk, kind of right. Yeah, so you're right. you. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like Freemasons too. You're a, a you know thirty second degree Mason or whatever. Um. So the the last the first two triads, you know, it's it's thirty three degrees. Sure. Um, preview there. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice uh, sneak peek. Uh, yeah, you know. This is this is the part that I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this one as my topic, <laughs> because the last triad, uh, all the degrees are sexual in nature. <laughs> yes. Wait. And. So you're, but you're telling me that somebody that's up there is a magician yeah. and sexual in nature. Okay. So <laughs> I was scrolling through the Wikipedia about this before I did my other research. And the thing that caught my attention was the word sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where this is the part where the anonymous guys run the train on Thalema. <laughs> <laughs> all of them at once <laughs> all right so and it's this these guys are these guys are the kind of dicks that call it magic m-i-g m-a-g-i-c-k yeah like the oh, old english not, right yeah, yeah. That's um the way to do it. 
So essentially, they practice sex magic, and I'm going to talk a little about sex magic. <laughs> yeah, bring us in. Bring yes. us a little closer for this. All right. So sex magic is boner already. Yeah. <laughs> so sex magic. I was like, okay, what is sex magic? <laughs> so essentially, you had me. You had me at sex magic. <laughs> Uh, you had like me at a, sex, for Christ's sake. Uh, like an hour into the podcast, you had me at sex magic. Um, <laughs> we should have started with Justin's. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, Just, yeah. So the idea is that there's a lot of, like, divine energy in the act of sex. And you can use that. that uh, it's any type of sexual activity used in magical, ritualistic, or otherwise religious and spiritual pursuits. That's the, the nerd definition. <laughs> Essentially use the energy of sexual arousal to then essentially magically do things transcend to uh, uh, you know. i just picture somebody doing cups and balls on a girl's back while this is going on. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like oh god oh god it's just like just pulling cards out of he's like is this your card pulls nope ace of spades out of her vagina <laughs> like shit um yeah so they uh essentially the idea is that this is like energy in between people having sex or sexual arousal or sexual whatever and you can like harness that energy that you can essentially you know people do this with like tantric sex right that's like one of those things where it's like kind of sex magic where they think they're hitting a higher plane of like reality or whatever Mm, okay so these guys <laughs> so it sounds me, like it borders on like a sex cult and honestly sex cults are just like thinly veiled ways for one guy at the top to just get laid a lot totally right and so the organization of this thing the, the what <laughs> yeah called the alistair yeah they're gonna <laughs> crowley it's that actually, girl it's actually the exact opposite of what anonymous is those are guys that are just like <laughs> not trying to get laid at all well <laughs> It's just, this thing is super hierarchical, ritualistic, and about sex, and that one is no sex at all, and no hierarchy. Boo, um, I want to be in Justin's cult. Yeah, my cult's way cool. But cooler. they are they are a duocracy, so they got yeah, that name going for Because they're doing it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's the... <laughs> so, uh, all right, so the last... So I'm going to read you the last triad. I know I'm jumping all over the place. The last triad, the degrees in the last triad, the hermit triad... Are the per, uh, rank eight? V I I I. Yeah, eighth degree. Uh, perfect pontiff of the Illuminati. Epopt of oh, the Illuminati. Goodness. Those are the two of the same names. Initiate of the Sanctuary of Gnosis. G N O S I S. Some of these words I feel like uh, I've read before, but Gnosis, I don't. Gnosis meaning Gnostic and Gnostic meaning. Uh, it's like agnostic, the right? Of agnostic. The opposite. Yeah. A means the opposite. When so you they're put it spiritual? The beginning. Yes, but like, aren't there's like, there's like the Gnostic books of the Bible that like the Bible doesn't right. have and in they it. Reference, they reference some of the like uh, Gnostic uh, rituals and stuff in this. Yeah, yeah. It's the sections of the Bible that were left out or something. So these guys don't want to, you know, it seems like they got their start by like copying the first couple chapters of Freemasonry's book. And then we're like, the Masons were like, cut it out. And they went and they're like, <laughs> fine, I'll rewrite it. And I read this quote about Aleister Crowley said that he um, he he would write on he would create his book he would write it every night with the help of Dionysus. Ah, uh, of course. Which and I means was like, wine. He, he was just it's being drunk. Wine. He just wrote a book drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a drunk guy that likes sex. So cool. so I could have a cult basically. Yeah, right. it's whatever. And he so the okay so we were at the sanctuary of Gnosis. Rex sumnus sanctus. 
they sound cool. Like if this is the <laughs> REX. That sounds, that sounds real cool. Rex. <laughs> you, you parcel tongue son of a bitch. Fuck you. Re- Rex right. says the best. You stupid assholes. John, try to say those words. Uh, let me see. Rex summits Sanctus Simus. Okay, well that's see it. I said it right. It just sounds stupid. But like, okay, the, the perfect. It yeah, from your your mouth, you dumb hacker. Listen, <laughs> we'll turn to turn to talk with these fingerless gloves on. The perfect pontiff of the Illuminati is a cool title. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. yeah. The okay, so that stupid one you just read. The initiate of the eleventh degree. What? That's all it is. <laughs> all the other ones have all these crazy. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, you're 11 now. Yeah. <laughs> Totes 11. Come on. <laughs> Alistair, you're not even trying. Like um, Uber 11 to the max oars, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. So then rank 12, or I'm not, I keep saying rank, but it's 12th degree. Uh, is the, is fr- Frater? Frater Superior, because it's a fraternity, Ooh. I guess. Frater yeah, Superior yeah. and Outer Head of the Order. So th- that's like the top person, I believe. Rank 12, okay. or 12th degree is the only... So that's what he... Be, Alistair Crowley became rank 12 eventually, I believe. Um, like king shit. And so he he helped redesign the order using his Thelema. Like, it kind of became reshaped around Thelema. And the sex magic stuff at the end was kind of interesting. The stuff... That, <laughs> also a little sad. So mm-hmm. rank 8... <laughs> I started reading in this. And I was, okay, so rank eight is masturbatory or autosexual magical techniques. Yes. I mean, not yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> rank nine was heterosexual magical techniques. Rank 69, the best rank ever. <laughs> All right. I will get to that in a second. <laughs> um, rank oh, 11 is about anal intercourse. Magic. Wow, they move quick. <laughs> Magical techniques were taught of that. So you start like reading about the the sex magic of whoop well don't hover over anal intercourse because that's a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh uh, yeah, that rank right. is actually kind of a red herring because you're like, oh yeah, finally I've never never done anal before. And then like surprise, you have to take anal. I'm like, ah damn it, I didn't know this was gonna be. You know what I mean? I thought I was gonna be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. There's a duocracy above the door. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. I'll go slow. Also, uh, by the way, is this your card? <laughs> no, it's still not my card. Get that fucking rabbit out of here. <laughs> uh, saw this in half. Um, right. So the order, like. There, I thought I was hoping there would be like conspiracies and stuff like that, but there, it's largely just people disagreeing about whether it's real or not. Yep, <laughs> like people internet. going, like so. For the re- the reality of it is, um, they have like a regular website that is poorly designed. They have a, um, they're like a nonprofit organization or religious organization or whatever it is in the state of California. Uh, even even to this day. Um, yeah, I think Alistair like, Crowley got involved with like some Hollywood types. Am I wrong? I, he died in the fifties, I think. Oh, so maybe not. Um, but yeah, he died in nineteen forty-seven. Oh, um, okay. This is like at, a at long the age of ago. yeah, at the age of seventy-two. Yeah, he was born in eighteen seventy-five. Not true. Yeah, so he created Thelema, and the whole idea was he was talking about essentially attaining this knowledge, and a lot of the way you attain that knowledge is basically sex. 
And I that's mean, I'm kind, kind of, of on board. Like, right. uh, he yeah. didn't. I wasn't against it. Have <laughs> um, I shown you magic? the trick of the interlocking cock rings? The thing where you, <laughs> I think they have that at Cracker Barrel while you're waiting for your food. <laughs> I'm thinking about selling this to Cracker Barrel. No, a cracker old... is a mean hacker, obviously. You guys should know that by now. They they have all these um things where they talk about uh with the magic, right? With magic in general. Mm. And it, whether it's real. I'd like to say that temple has got to be the grossest, smelliest <laughs> temple like ever. You know, wherever their main headquarters is, like this was in Britain, right? So like bad teeth. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like Orgies everywhere, like it's you know, a bunch like of it, nerds doing magic with top hats on, <laughs> <laughs> and the wig. Wait, is that that's what? No, they don't have a wig. They got the big tall collar. They made the poofy. Wig back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so real quick, what they what they define as magic for th- th- magic is the part that really interested me when they started talking about magic and sex magic in particular was funny. But um, mm-hmm. essentially, magic it's spelled M A G I C K. It's like a stupid spelling it but it's really from uh early modern english that's kind of how they did it from like the 1600s mm-hmm. but essentially it like is nowadays, <clears throat> of like a tattoo with the word magic spelled with a k on their arm at some point when like oh, i'm cards, sure deck of cards on it at some point yeah well, i'm sure well yeah. so i think that it's 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 technically quote unquote that's the old way they used to spell it because this is kind of diving into that kind of occult style stuff which is I kind of mentioned before, like yeah before. they would lean <clears> on that pretty heavy and that's like the old spelling of it. And that's like, there's current books nowadays that that's, it separates it from like what we consider, you know, like David Blaine magic or whatever, like tricks. Yeah, right. Like okay. the magic is like more of the study of that, like inner self. Uh, well, which here's, I, 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 I couldn't, I like, if somebody asked me to define what they, what you think magic is like when people that actually believe it, I was like, uh, I wouldn't be able to, but they, they talk about it is the science of understanding oneself and one's conditions. It is the art of applying that understanding in action. That's how they define magic. Uh, so we kind of like bastardize it nowadays. So essentially, and then he, he's, or that's what he goes on to say. But then he, at some point he said, the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with your will. So like essentially making things happen. Everything is magic. Me moving this pencil is magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but then I'm sure it's more, uh, it's usually probably grander things than that. It's not moving a pencil. That's probably the weakest magic ever. It's, it's, <laughs> it's affecting other people and, and your stuff. Um, right. That's why I was telling you about that before, a while ago, too, with Alan Moore, who claims himself to be like an old school magician in that way. And yeah. he writes one of the biggest reasons why he writes the comics and V for Vendetta, uh, Guy Fox Mask and stuff like that, too. But he wrote V for Vendetta and a bunch of other stuff, uh, <clears throat> The Watchmen. Right. He, um, like, that's, the, that's one of the big reasons why he believes in it, too, because he thinks that with his art, what he's doing and his words, by putting that out there too, he's affecting other people's viewpoints, which in itself is magic by the old definition. Right. So it's not, you know, you see Harry do. Potter magic and it's like literally fireballs coming out of wands and stuff. Yeah, it's That's not, not lifting feathers or right. It sounds like the secret. Yeah. So this is um, the techniques of magic, right? This is, there's some parts to this. So there's different ways to do it. And if you play any Sexual sort of video games, um, I don't know if I have the sexual stuff here, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so the the there's banishing. So essentially, you can like uh, they, they. It's funny because it's like they have magic, and it's like this specific th- uh, religion, this thelema, but they they pull on like every other occult type of nonsense there is. They start talking about the zodiac and all these other like also not you know things that are kind of magical in nature, just because I think magic. they're like yeah, yeah bullshit magic. 
I don't know. If, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's bullshit magic, but it doesn't make any sense to me. But it is interesting to read about. So essentially, they have on the next ban- podcast Wiccans. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit magic. <laughs> <laughs> all they do. All they do is make comfy chairs. <clears throat> yeah, you idiot. That's terrible. <laughs> All right, so they have ban- they have banishing magic. So essentially, you can banish like um, bad mm-hmm. juju. Basically, you can uh, you could draw a circle. I mean, this is the kind of stuff where you, you draw a circle, and then inside you're going to get out. Like you know, there's a demon causing you to fucking uh, keep losing jobs or something. They could do that and get that out of you. Or you know, the, there's like an evil something in you. They can banish spirits or or those kinds of things. You know, it's Unless not like you're they're from Germany. Then you're going to probably die. Oh, you're dead. Something. Oh, yeah. 67 banishments later. Sounds um, like they're pulling from like Santeria now. A little bit, right? Like that yeah. kind of same concept. They also Lighting have candles. They have one yeah. called purification, which is it's like it's like banishing, but it's like more intense. Purification like it's and it's less about it's less about pushing things out, it's more about making yourself better and stronger. It's like preparing mm-hmm. yourself, preparing the self and the temp your temple, which is kind of how they refer about the body. For very serious spiritual work so you're like doing that consecration you know how you said you were afraid of telling me about this because i might be interested well you lost me buddy <laughs> oh, i'm in i'm in this cult now i'm done <laughs> i'm super I like down it. i like everybody's it getting laid this is uh well that, that part's a little bit questionable but the uh <laughs> the uh the parts about this this old occult style magic stuff which yeah. i have i have also looked into a little bit while back um which a lot of this seems to cover similar topics i i actually like it i think it's pretty cool um I think the ideas behind. I mean, I think some of the execution is a little bit wonky, but once again, it makes like an interesting story. And I would just love to watch people do this stuff back in the day. I, I think the the idea, you know, for the goal for this stuff is pretty lofty and pretty interesting and still applicable till this day, right? I mean, you're trying to make the perfect version of yourself, but the way that they go about it with these weird techniques and these weird titles and things like that, which we consider weird would be very interesting to watch like their brain work into that and make these 12, you know, belt levels or whatever the crap. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It is interesting. And it's, I think it's just, it seems like they're just, they're like creating a fun story about things that people do every day. That's what it so feels like religion. to me. Kind of right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're adding meaning where there isn't any. That's They're putting I, I metaphors guess. onto, yeah, it, it's it's metaphor, like that's a hierarchical structure, it's metaphors, it's all this and that. It's all meant to mean something else, and so then you internalize it in your brain, and it means something just for you type of thing. Yeah. But but all, but all it's all essentially bullshit, you know what I, I mean? mean? All of like the, it's <laughs> all said every one of these things is bullshit. But, 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 <laughs> but you can still like use it in your every, it still means something in your everyday. Well, you like know? even I the mean, secret, right? Like I remember somebody telling me about the secret and I thought, okay, so you can will, like they're just like, you can will whatever you want into existence. You want a new car, you can will it into existence. And I'm like, or you can just try hard and do it. Yeah. Like if you exactly, want to just save yeah. your money, like that's, that's all you're saying. It's just, you're using it's this like weird structure. Yeah. It's a placebo. It's like, it's giving you, placebo. Yeah, I'm not, not a placebo, but it's like a, you're thanking the universe for it, but really you just, it gave you a reason or some central column to focus around to do the thing you just need to do anyways. Yeah. The universe didn't provide you a car. You just saved your money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you to a degree, but I think 
when you put things in different perspectives for certain people and you give them something like sometimes people just like have a hard time i think just like committing to certain things that are really beneficial to them like being making really prudent choices or whatever but if you can like read something and feel empowered by it that makes it seem very simple and in the end it has the same result I, I and it's it's helping them in general like it's a oh, positive I, I agree with I, this I yes always, I don't have yeah. the I don't really have a problem against that I do agree I think with the most majority of you guys too when it comes to worshiping deities specifically that may be leading people down false paths to wasting time or doing things that maybe maybe I, you know you just don't agree with um I, but once again like if it, if it brings out like positive results in people and people are nicer for it and you know they put they do their own time and do their own thing with whatever their choices are I'm all, I'm I'm personally kind of all for that stuff as long as it makes sense for them and they're not assholes to me. You know what I mean? It's what, right. what else can you do? Up I'm next, ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so they have, there's a few more I'll read. So there's consecration, which essentially is preparing Before a space, basically, it. right. You're, mm-hmm. you're essentially preparing a space magically. Uh, invocation is you're invoking a spirit or deity to like empower you or whatever you're trying to do evocation to invoke is to call in evoke is to call forth so invoke you're empowering yourself evoke is to like if if there was magic you'd be setting yourself on fire versus shooting a fireball (laughs) right that's kind of the difference oh now i get it yeah (laughs) to put it in a non all of anonymous is like got it (laughs) yeah right yeah it's dalsim or ryu yes yeah um, they also talk about astral travel and yes. their astral body and uh, essentially projecting your astral self to – and there's a whole thing that we'll probably talk about. I think we might talk about astral travel, travel at some point because that's – His astral projection sounds Yeah, it's awesome. interesting. There was a guy that lived in our neighborhood, John, when we were growing uh, up whose dad believed in astral travel, like proje- astral projection. And I remember did, being what? like – he lived on the end of the street that Jason lived on. Didn't the local uh, Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan also live in our neighborhood somewhere? I don't know that. Yeah, Twister, I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one guy we knew had a mustache? Um, <laughs> you knew him a little better than I did because he was your father. He's <laughs> a good man. Yeah. Um, so they have a bunch of bunch of stuff. Uh, magic, the magic, the in general, just the. the but this magic is they have magic weapons and magic formulas and it gets very deep and I'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to go into all of it. It's uh, fascinating though. Honestly, I, I find stuff like this very interesting because it draws like, like how many members did it have? Like, does it say like, like how many, like at the height of it's like, you know, or actually is it still around? It is. Yeah. So, right. So, it's still around. It just actually in 2008, it won a trademark case to like essentially trademark its name. Uh, in yeah, Australia, see? so like there, there's the UK, some legitimate. So like it sort of like legitimized itself in a way, right? Because these are all still human beings. But like, how many people you think are like in this? Um, you know, I didn't see that anywhere. I don't. I don't know. Because because like we're making fun of it, but like, not to you know punch up, but like Christianity kind of has some weird shit going on in the Bible, but like a lot of people around the world are fucking oh, Christians. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? So you're like, you know, you know, you believe a guy died and then came back three days later. Well, mm. that sounds kind of crazy, but we're making fun of like people that are into like sex magic 
And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, like pick and choose what you want to believe in, but it's all bullshit. So, you know, there it's was, like. There was a turning point, though, some couple hundred years ago between that transition where where we went from like the old occult magic style of <clears throat> belief into this new age of science, right? So there was a transition there that other like deistic religions, if that's even like right, the right term, I don't think undergone underwent because they kind of were like, listen, we're still putting all of our eggs in this basket. Um, this yeah. is just my perspective. Um, but when that science big transition happened and people were like, oh, we can explain the wind to a degree and we can explain the way that water moves and we can explain all this stuff with you know, how, how the sun works and how plants grow. Like we don't really need to say that magic does it. We can kind of like put that on science now. I think that kind of de devolved for a while and that's why it's, you know, some of that stuff kind of fell away, but other religions like Christianity kind of continued. Because right, they're, so they're not trying like, to, ex but they're not trying to explain the wind. Yeah, it's different. Like they're trying to explain different things a little bit. They're both belief systems, but I think they're trying to do different things. Yeah, and so you asked how many members this has, and it says worldwide it has probably less than two thousand. Oh, <laughs> which is really small. Very small. Well, now very small. Well, it's not yeah. small. You can't use the word small. You say you, you got it. That's bad branding. You say it's exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it is pretty exclusive, to be honest. I mean, are you guys members? Exactly. <laughs> are you a perfect magician? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm a Rex Semasemanchmanus, whatever it's called. I'm more of just a, I have a number 11. Yeah. I'm, not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm rank 11. Oh, what's that one called? Well, rank 11. Hey. And then rank 12 hey, is like... I was like, right. hey, my, my used class salesman is a 12th degree bullshit, even know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit magician. He's the best. He's the best. Yeah. So he, so this whole, the whole thing is, uh, he eventually died. There was like a fight over who would become the next leader. It kind of petered out for a while and came back. And then who owned the copyright, who could run it, all these things. But there are lodges. There's, um, uh, oh, it had, so, oh, here it is. As of 2014, it has 1500 members and 62 local bodies. Not bad. Not terrible. But I mean, how are these bodies on a scale of one to ten? Though I mean, like, what are we talking? Oh, <laughs> yeah. pretty low. I'm gonna guess if, based on the pictures I've seen of the guy. Even the victims from every years and years of sex magic—they're looking pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, are they like so, signing people up like outside of a Safeway type of thing? Like, do they just like you know? Hey, I what think do, you. What do you I think the idea is you have to be brought in by like another member. Like that's you. I think you can uh, probably ask to join if you were interested. If you sought them out. Um, but then you have to get like essentially they have to like vouch for you like that's how you progress through a lot of these ranks is like by the other established members vouching for you and then you perform these rituals that are very like um, ritualistic <laughs> and ceremonial and they have like magic type you know symbol symbolism and imagery and all this like the kind of stuff you think of as like occult rituals. I have to be honest like yeah. knowing now that they only have less than 2000 members worldwide if somebody walked up to me and like told me they were one and like listen. We think you could be a really good bullshit magician. We want you in our cult. I'm like, <laughs> I'd kind of be flattered, actually. I'm like, really? Yeah. There's only like 2,000 of you. are like, yeah, you're 2001, pal. And I'm like, yeah. yes, thank you. Bullshit you know what I mean? Magician. Mom, you won't believe what happened today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, all my dreams. <laughs> I finally made it. I quit my job. <laughs> all right, I don't really have a lot more. The order, uh, I thought when I got into it, I thought it would be more um, – they're like trying to control the world. That's kind of what I thought when we, in general, when we got into 
uh, secret it's societies. Kind of refreshing. It's kind of refreshing that they're not trying to control the world. They're just trying trying to like hang out, have sex, make themselves look awesome, and be badasses. So. Right. They're they're mostly trying to like self uh, accomplishment, kind of. I kind of trust kind of- that more than I trust well my secret society is what well, I'm saying. Well, let's so. talk about your secret society, John. Well, you know, when you think of secret societies, I mean, just name the first one off the top of your head that comes to I, mind. I see. I see. I see. I see. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so before well, we before we continue, the this one you think of <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> secret. <laughs> uh, That's a joke from before we started taping. We um, we we need we need to record our outtakes and put them up for for the listeners actually. Well, John, I I just want to say, like, this topic I thought you would be, like, a kid in a candy store with. Just in general, secret societies, you're just, like, I think that's the kind of thing you're, like, really into. I love this stuff. It's fascinating, right? Because I had a brief period of time when you and I were roommates, right? And I was just like, fucking secret societies are amazing. I I, I thought this was back when Alex Jones was still semi-legit, actually. Now he's, like, gone off the rails, I think. But, yeah, yeah, you can kind of see through him now. Anyways. So were you so were you like, following yeah, Alex so, Jones? Not following, but like sometimes I was like, there was times he he throws darts at a dartboard, right, with his eyes closed. But every now and then he hits something, and you're like, oh, sometimes he'll hit something. You're like, oh, actually that can be proven correct. Sometimes it, my three year old does things that I'm like, wow, that's very adult of you. But he's just a kid. He doesn't exactly, know what he's doing. Ex- no, exactly. And, but but it's entertaining, right? Uh, yeah. 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 That's that's the whole idea, right? He's just meant to be. Entertaining. Sometimes he puts his shoes on the wrong feet, so it's not like he's an accomplished shoe putter on her. <laughs> you know, he's I'm, doing his I'm best. That. That's kind of weird. My four year old niece does the same thing, like on purpose. Oh, he does. I tell her, I'm like, you're doing. I'm like, you're doing that wrong. And she's like, nope, it's right. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't. Like, what does your mom teach? But anyway, well, <laughs> that that all makes sense to me. <laughs> In that scenario, she's doing her best. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're no but but you're right though like when Sorry. we decided on secret societies like i was like okay i have to like call back to like when i was really into all this stuff and of course the two top names that come to my head illuminati and freemasons everybody's heard of them right yeah. so i'm like i gotta and if we're gonna do a show about secret societies you gotta pick one but here's the thing when you google illuminati and or freemasons the internet shows a huge pile of garbage right on your fucking head right and yeah, you're like right. here look at this Here's every YouTube video made by some like random junior high school kid with bad editing skills, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I picked Freemasons, right? But I did what any good podcaster does when they have too much information. I, I made a list. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were a proponent so, of a list earlier, yeah. <laughs> oh, lists are amazing. What I have here for you boys, 10 Freemason secrets, okay? Freemasons, Ooh. now... So Adam, I think what Adam had were good guys that were out for the common good, right? What Justin had were rule the world, but they're basically they're just trying to like have fun, have sex, do magic, you know, improve each other's lives. Just you know, be yourself, do what you want to do. So yeah, I did what any good podcaster would do, and I I I have a list basically top ten scandalous Freemason secrets, and this is a group that's like. People think are doing a lot of evil. They could be. They might not be. World, who knows if they're running it into the ground? Who knows if they're running it for good? You know what I mean? But Adam, do you think they're do you or John? Do you think they're 
before you read this, did you already think they were one of those like uh, controlling the world type groups? I think that I thought that they were on that they're a whole other level of boy. I thought they were like a whole other level of like human being. Like they're they're called like the elite. Um, a lot of presidents were Freemasons. George Washington is like famous for being a Freemason. Yeah. Um, they, I, I think they said that all American presidents have been Freemasons at some point. Um, George Washington has proven there's like paintings of him. He's just well known as being a Freemason. Whether they're, I don't know, I don't know whether I think they're good or bad. I still, I think the verdict is still out on that. I think they do bad things, but they have a big picture point of view, cold and calculating with what they do, but they're trying to make the perfect, the perfect society, the perfect world. And I think sometimes a lot of bad things happen as a result of that, but they can't really be worried about those things because they're looking at the big picture. Got to break a few eggs, that's, that kind of thing. That's I mean, I, in a, in a, that's a way to put it. And so I think that's that's kind of where I am with that. Okay. But honestly, to be real honest, I haven't looked up Freemasons in like years. <laughs> so, <laughs> but right. they might have killed Kennedy. I don't know uh, who's who's to know. <laughs> so here's the thing. But I have a list, and this list might shock some of you guys. These are some things that I just gleaned from like my research. Now, number seven might shock it's a top you. Ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number seven. Number seven. Well. <laughs> So number 10, Freemasons are commanded, okay, not to testify truthfully Mason is on trial. So they are basically – they will basically commit perjury, but this is, this, is, this is leading to my point. They will basically commit perjury as long as it's helping another Freemason, and they're, and they're fine with that. Like they, they do not mind breaking the law as long as another Freemason is involved. Right. That makes. I mean, I get right. Protect their own, right? That's what you're saying. They think they think it's a far greater sin to not protect one of their own, like you said, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that right there, like, no matter bugs what. Me. Yeah. That's that. That's why it bugs me because who knows? I mean, you know, I'm right. sure some Freemason committed murder at some point, and they're like, "Well, he probably was just, you know, had a bad day," and it's like, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? Okay. So number nine, some of the members will deny it to the public, but admittedly. Freemasons have a secret handshake, okay? There's actually, they say, even phrases that a Freemason can utter when they're in danger that, can, that will cause other members to rush to their aid. Like out of nowhere? I, I wish I had... <laughs> I, I, that, that's, that's, what, that, that's what I thought was kind of weird. Like um, you just do a weird bird call and they're like, to, to uh, him! Caw, caw, caw. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so, so famous supposed member of Freemasonry um joseph smith you guys yep. may have heard of joseph smith i know the name but i don't founder really know of mormonism about. oh okay yeah 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 go he he is said to have uttered <laughs> a, a phrase in the last moments before his death no one know what the hell it meant but he supposed he uttered some secret phrase that that like right as he's dying that like you know people are like what did that mean like the other mormons were like what the hell is he talking about yeah but he was then so 12 dudes that. jumped out of the bushes <laughs> what did he say <laughs> Come out of the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Secret door in the stone. The secrets, that leads to number eight, right? So they also have, beyond uh, you know, secret phrases and secret, uh, secret handshakes, they have several secret passwords. This is where it gets a little like ridiculous, like you know, with the door open and all you see is the guy's eyes type of thing. Um, oh, yeah. The, but this is actually I one of the best that. known facts. This is one of the best known facts about, about them. The general perception is that they have get this one password <laughs> so which means some lucky duck could be walk up to a freemason lodge happen to say that one word and you know they're in 
But no way. that doesn't make no any way. sense. You got to figure. You got to figure they're smarter than that, right? No. They probably have several passwords for several different occasions and several different reasons. I'll tell you this right now from the from the security side of things. You have one password. People want to get that password. Everybody, they're going to get that password. Everyone's got that password. Yeah, there's done for exactly. Yeah, no way. No way. but the idea is that they're so secretive that they're so tight, no leaks in their information that one password is. That's how tight their information structure I, is. I don't. I don't think there's ever been an organization for how long they've been in, in business, quote unquote. There's never been an organization that has not had any type of leak like that of a very, such a piece, a big piece of information, one word or one sentence or something. There's no, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. What's the password? To figure, Freemasonry sixty nine sixty nine. Password one. Yeah. Exclamation. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. It, 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 that just seems ridiculous. Like, I mean, a password, like this oh, is yeah. the digital age, it's 2018. Like, I'm sure the, the new Freemasons are like, we don't use passwords. That's ridiculous. That's just stupid. This, Anyways. They send a also, text to your phone and you have to give them the pin. Yeah, it's multi-factor. <laughs> they, uh, this also, though, reminds me of like a thieves guild. This is what I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking these people are like good at, you know, they have all these passwords, they have all these things set up, and they're just like, they have this weird talk that they have. And but then they go out there and they swindle people. But they're talk about they're like very like into all the ritual of it all. Yeah, they think that like creates a bond between their members. Yeah, that's like they all do. Of I mean, you you've seen certain movies. I think there's the one with um, Matt Damon and Robert De Niro, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But it's about Skull and Bones, and there's a scene Good in it where hunting. Matt Damon is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heat. <laughs> <laughs> the good um, shepherd is that it i'm so yes it is the good shepherd thank you um, oh yeah. it, that's about that's about skull and bones and um so like matt damon i think is going to yale in the movie because yale i think is where skull and bones is yeah, from you're right about that and uh, by the way all of these like the big secret societies tend to like mold together at some point when you start to go through the facts about them you're like you know supposedly i think george w bush and john Kerry were both in skull and bones but then also every American president is supposed to have been a Freemason. That's, I, I have a little but, reading on that because I almost did uh, all the U.S. presidents yeah. that were in secret societies. Only about 14 of them out of the 45 or, were Freemasons. Were in Freemasons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like George W. Bush for sure. And then some like obscure ones like Gerald Ford like who gave the crap about him. You know what I mean? So, But like still like most – you know, but you know, but to get to that point, you figure you have to be a part of some sort of secret society. But like anyways, there's a scene where Matt Damon I think has to like – lay naked and then the, all the guys have to stand around and watch him like masturbate or something like that and then they all have that as a secret against him so he can't ever like right now he's he's in it right I'm they give it. you they give you like yeah a ton of dirt on you so that they know that you're locked in i feel like that's what? something from scientology too where they make you confess all these things you've never told anyone else and then record it and then they have that over you they do it's a common theme in like cults and secret societies is like you have you want to initiate a member for some reason. Maybe he's from a rich family or whatever. He she from a rich family, and you have you get dirt on them first, and then once you have that dirt, they're in. Whether they like it or not, they're in. And it's then coll- it's collateral, collateral mm-hmm. blackmail. Call it what you want. So yeah, yeah. All right. So what number are we at? Speaking, number seven. Speaking of initiation rituals, Masons call them beautiful ceremonies, but this one includes a noose. <laughs> oh, so, ooh, that is cute. Oh, <laughs> exactly. 
Now, they don't know whether it's meant to be a threat or like something that they would use to maintain silence. Like, everybody be quiet and then the noose drops type of thing. It's not on they somebody, though, also, is it? No, I think it's just hanging, like in the middle of the room, like an ominous Wait, noose type of thing. Like a noose just drops down, like at the beginning of a wrestling match, and people just start getting scared because <laughs> they think someone's going to get hung. <laughs> if only. <laughs> um, it's it's also yeah. So they say it's it's a threat, like a, you know, or a call to maintain silence. Or another thing is it's a symbol mm-hmm. of the umbilical cord. That's what they claim. That's what the the supposed Freemasons claim. It's the symbol of the umbilical cord anything else as a symbol of the umbilical cord and not a noose to be very honest but right, yeah. um yeah it's, it's, it's just interesting to mention so yeah uh, for me that's kind of a leap because what's the umbilical cord to them as a group plus when a baby comes out and the umbilical cord is wrapped around its neck it's really yeah. it, it's a bad yeah scene. but what is what is the but what is but you already get the hanging from the noose like what does the umbilical cord have to do with it does it mean like that like you're they're the mother and you're the baby or something like i don't understand why I just, it's kind of weird to me that the umbilical cord would be the thing that people go to. I would assume if that was like there that like, they're like, listen, if you tattletale on us, we'll just hang you. We'll just kill you. Like it's like a mob Ooh, tactic. No, I don't want to do that. It's, that's what the common, the common non-Freemason would think, right? So the Freemasons yeah. are like, oh, that's, we don't use it to intimidate people. It's just a symbol of the umbilical cord, which oh, I, I guess is okay, like a benign explanation of it. Oh, okay. Work for me though, because this is still a fucking noose. He did write a book called Book of Lies, so fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it. <laughs> wow, you were right the whole time. <laughs> I just found it in Nailed my notes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Transitioning from Justin's lies, um, no- number six, they are obsessed with the sun, believe it or not. They believe that um, the east, you know, where the sun rises, is, is symbolizes rebirth. Mm-hmm. So they they marvel at its passage through the sky. Masonic lodges, uh, excuse me, Masonic lodges uh, tend to be built in the east and in the west. Troll what do you mean built in the east? Power. Like sorry. facing east and west? No, 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 no. Uh, well, yes, I'm sorry. Facing east and west. I, I said built in the east and the west. Trying to facing think about the one here. West. The one here does. The one here faces uh, east. And you're talking about Gainesville? Yeah. Oh, shit. That is. And yeah, it does face east. Yeah. Yeah. Or yes, it does. Yeah, it faces no, east. No, it faces west. No, it doesn't. It's it's on the west side of the street and it's facing east. I, I, I left that one horse town a long time ago. I don't even remember. I know, I know. <laughs> but, they th- but their thing is it's an attempt to control solar power for their own purposes. Um, yeah, okay. It sounds a little like they were trying to incorporate like a pagan religion into their thing. I think a lot of these things have that. Which most big religions did back. You wanted to like, yeah, if you wanted to, you know, take over another religion or group, you just say, oh, we're here. You know, so like the Christians took on the Christmas tree and stuff like that, you know, right, in yeah. order to just like, yeah. Because it you incorporates know, you, you those people. Right? And in a sense, it defeats them, to be very honest. So that's, that's the real goal. Um, you know, you get, you know, you get more people into your group and now they just think they're, you know, it's been their group the whole time. So got it. All right, so um, what what number are we at? I'm sorry, number five. Okay, all right. Um, Number five. So it's uh, it's impossible to be one, by the way, if you're an atheist, which I feel like is kind of a weird rule. Because how do you know? that's rule five? I mean, (laughs) yes. We don't allow atheists? They do not allow atheists, yes. I don't know how you can tell somebody's an atheist. I think the thing is, is because they, this is something I read about Freemasons. They 
every member professes a belief in a supreme being. Not necessarily God, but a supreme being. So an atheist is there is no supreme being. So, of course. It doesn't even matter what higher power it is. You just have to believe in something, basically. Yeah. Huh. yeah and you have to. Yeah. Why? Why is that a prerogative? Because they have I, a supreme It seems being. a little simple yeah, but, for Freemasons. Um, it's the, the compass and uh, the, the compasses and the um, it's got the G in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The G is for God. Uh, square and compass. Compasses, yeah. So the, but the G in the middle stands for God, basically. So you Sometimes, have to believe in. Sometimes there's no G. Really? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's uh, I've I've seen it without a G, but I've seen it with the G too. Everywhere. Yeah. Have you? Do you know the yeah. icon we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the icon. Okay. I just don't understand why there has to be a God involved in the Freemasons. Well, I think I, mean, I guess we'll get to that. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. It's just interesting. All right. So what? They, what also, are, they also what exclude five? women. So it's, you know. Oh, there's. Yes, we can't be an atheist. Yes, they do exclude women. Which yeah, is really. why I just rather be in Justin's cult, anyways. So. But apparently, <laughs> yeah. there, even though that there's no, um, you can't be an atheist. There's also no discussion of religion, and you can't discuss religion or politics. What? It's banned. Those are, those things are banned in modern this Freemasonry. Outright, yeah. Like you, maybe you have to say it in like secret language. Yeah, like Pig Latin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, women haters club from Little right. Rascals is what this right. sounds like. Basically, yeah. Actually actually leads me to number four is that their whole thing is to control politics and finance in various countries. Um, their whole to thing. What, end? what are they trying to control it for? That's the thing. And that's the same question I had for both of you guys is like, what is the end goal of all these people? Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. They're they're The corruption of masonry is sort of well-documented as it were. When you say well-documented, what does that mean on the internet? But like, but obviously it's covered up. There's half a million in England People? Think about that. There's Freemasons? half a million people that are. Yeah, it's a popular yeah. group. True, and and probably yeah, which makes sense because England's a very old country, anyways, and Masons have been around for a long time. But they're <clears throat> sort of. But in England, those half a million Masons are like disproportionately involved in things like banking, politics, and government to the point where in '99 they actually made a law in England saying if you are going to be in politics. You have to disclose whether or not you are a Freemason. Interesting. That's like a thing. Yes, you have to disclose that. Now, how do you force someone to disclose that? I mean, if they're so awesome as Freemasons, what, what, are they going to be like, yes, I am one of England now? You yeah, know what like, I mean, like, what's the... Is there discrimination oh. against Freemasons? Anyone? Oh, hey, check this out. So apparently that policy ended in 2009. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to say, it only went on for 10 years. So, like, obviously somebody put a stop to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it just made Weird. no sense. Yeah, but that's very interesting that England even like tried to do that. I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah. one of the number number three, this is sort of one of the most obvious ones everybody knows of. Their symbol is on the dollar bill. I'm sure you guys have heard this before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Which symbol? The uh, so if you look at the dollar bill on the back, um, if there's the pyramid and the top of the pyramid, uh, which is called the uh, obelisk. No, it's called capstone. Um, a capstone. The oh, capstone yeah. has the all-seeing eye in it. Yeah, it's called the eye of the providence. Eye. Sorry. It's called that whole thing is called the eye of providence. So the uh, well, it's it's called the well they say it's called the all-seeing eye. It's both, yeah. It's, which it's is both. the one that's a ro- so, and it's on the back of the dollar bill. Which in itself, when you just look at that, like you just step back and take a look, you're like, why is that on the dollar bill? And then you start to research that, and then you get into a whole big like it's a it's a rabbit hole. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is one of the big ones. 
it is. I mean, that's why I had to be careful. I was like, I'm just going to make a list. So, mm-hmm. but the all seeing eye is a Freemason symbol. And then underneath the pyramid is, is Latin um, language. It's a Freemason motto. Um, Novus it says Ordos. Novus Ordo yeah. Seclorum. What yeah. does it mean? New World Order. Oh. New World Order. Well, and there's words above yeah, it that which, say Anuit Conceptus, and that means he watches or he approves. Which, which is creepy, right? I mean, like you have to – I mean if you're making money like, – like I just started a country and I'm going to make its currency. Like why would I put that on there? Like why does it have to be on there, right? So that's no, what like – you know, cool. That's where – yeah, it is. Why, did, but that's, I, this is, why did I also start a wrestling troupe called the NWO in the Wolfpack? Nobody knows. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you for bringing wrestling into this, Adam. Which brings us to our third point, <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to number two: magic wrestling. If you're gonna jump off the top rope, you gotta land on your elbow. Cool. What the Freemasons are fucking cooking? <laughs> yeah, I smell. I smell. <laughs> I smell. So yeah, you know, so they got the symbol on the dollar bill. It says New World Order. You know, George Washington is well known for being one. A lot of people say that the pyramid is not a Masonic symbol. Uh, it was. They say that that and to put that on the dollar bill was not influenced by Freemasons. Benjamin Franklin was actually the only guy that was on the des- uh, des- only excuse me only Mason that was on the design committee for the dollar bill. Okay. And it's just kind of like, you know, come on, like, why is that on there? You know what I mean? So, but it's still, you know, it's interesting. It leads you down a big rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, this is an odd one, uh, but it make, but it, it should be on. Are the these list. supposed to be I getting don't... from like least interesting to most interesting? Is that what these, this list is designed to do here? Not very interesting. It's probably the least interesting of okay. the whole 10 to be honest. Well, I just okay. wondered what, what, you know, I don't know how BuzzFeed organizes these things. There was a, but <laughs> son of a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. How Go dare ahead. you? I would never, ever look at BuzzFeed. Listify. Well, maybe I would. <laughs> anyway, so what is it? It's just random 10 and they're all like the same level of interest to be very okay. honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a guy named Anders Brevik. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah. He's the guy that shot up all that summer camp or whatever. Right. In, in Norway. In Norway. Yeah. In Norway, yeah. He was a member of a Masonic lodge in Oslo, basically. Mm-hmm. He was um he he was excluded um from, from the Masons, but he but eventually He well, was ex- like excommunicated or whatever, right? Mass or, murder, yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. a lot of people a lot of people have his degree of involvement within the organization is sort of up for debate. They're like, eh, you know, he was for sure in there, you know, that's what Masons do. They do this murder shit all the time. Some people are just like, nah, that's that's ridiculous, you know. But it, it's the thing that made this interesting for me is because I just watched um, a, a, a Michael Moore movie. Yeah. Uh, have you have you guys seen Where to Invade Next? No, have not. No, I no. don't think I've ever seen any Michael Moore movies actually. Oh really? Uh, I'm a doctor. Did you say Macklemore? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never seen any Macklemore. <laughs> uh, I've never yeah, seen either of those. Black. Yeah, there's there's two <laughs> things I haven't seen. I'm I'm kind of a, a documentary junkie, so like, and, yeah. and this one's fairly interesting. And he actually puts a little bit of comedy into it, but then it, it can get serious too. It's the one where he goes to like a bunch of European countries and he pretends like he's invading them, like because America always likes to invade countries. Yes, um, but he goes there and finds out that like their way of life and the way they do things is a little bit better than the way we do things in America. Turns out, <laughs> he like, goes to Norway. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, he goes to Norway. And um, actually speaks to Anders Brevik's father. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Yeah, because the reason he was there is because Norway has no death penalty, right? So right, yeah, and he and you've seen anyway, I don't you've seen the pictures of his cell. It's like kind of like a nice hotel. It is. That's the thing about Norway is they don't have a death penalty. They just have they actually will like put you into this like this island off of like the coast of somewhere, right? And it's just, like they I'm put all these criminals to together. Well, probably, I would assume so. <laughs> um, so they beautiful. all they all sort of live in this like commune together, for lack of a better word, and the. They have like they can't leave the island. You can try to swim off, but obviously you'll drown before you get to the mainland. But like, Tommy, <laughs> how do they know all that? These guys are like, all these all these guys are like happy and smiling and everything. They like cook for each other. They have their own rooms. There's no like the guards don't even have like guns. Like these guys just like they live like a great life. And like you're a like, see whistles. Is there a, <laughs> is there a hatch on this island and polar bears? Yeah. <laughs> I think you went too far north there, Adam. Oh, sorry, but uh. <laughs> Not a lost reference. Um, yeah, I mean it, that one was just interesting because like it sort of coincided. It was just interesting because I had just watched that movie and then all of a sudden I found out that guy was supposedly a Mason and like you know okay. it was just it was like a big coincidence and like put rang bells off in my head. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. That's hmm. the number one. Yeah. Number one. Uh, oh, oh, actually, okay. you know what? This almost does. This, this almost does go from least interesting to most interesting. Mason's played. <laughs> reading it now, though, man, I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. Masons play the key role in space exploration. Okay. Oh. How? Um, some say, so since they have an agenda to take over the world, right? Like any good secret society, they think, some people think that the Masons have their sights set on the moon. So they think that guys like Buzz Aldrin, you guys have heard of Buzz Aldrin, the astronaut, yeah. self-professed Mason, self-professed. So was John Glenn. He was a Mason too. John Glenn. But that does not surprise me. They worship the sun. Maybe they're trying to get the sun. Maybe the maybe they think the moon and the sun are in it together. <laughs> they're like, we'll take his yeah. girlfriend and then he'll come to us. <laughs> his girlfriend. Start with the moon, eventually the sun. <laughs> yeah. Freemasons, lofty goals. Some people say that they're like ritual flags have been to the moon and back. Who knows? That's one of those things that's like up in the air. It could be conspiracy, could well, be whatever. It'd be um, on the ground now. Yeah, it's pretty, Aldrin. It's not up in the air anymore. No. <laughs> oh, Buzz Aldrin uh, is part of a lodge in, uh, in Texas. Yeah, and he says he claimed the moon for his Masonic lodge. I mean, <laughs> I just shrug my shoulders when I hear stuff like that. But it's fun. It's super fun. It's fun mm-hmm. to believe this stuff. And mm-hmm. and um, so a lot of these are like urban legends. So and obviously, obviously, you take them with the biggest grain of salt. But there are yes. times when like. People, like I said, like what I was saying about Alex Jones earlier, like sometimes you throw darts and like obviously they miss completely. They're ridiculous. But then you throw on it like it hits and then you can like corroborate it and you're like, oh, okay. okay. Actually, but, that makes more sense than other stuff. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The problem with the throwing darts metaphor you keep using is you don't – you shouldn't listen to things where people have no track record. And he doesn't have – he has a track record or, or you know, if it's a track record of being right. Like he can't repeat the he's he's wrong so much then the one thing he did get right was complete coincidence. He's not a trustworthy source of information. Well, that well that's true. It's like you still have to wonder like so he's basically pulling things out of the ethers, right? Like he's just like uh, you know let's make something up about this uh, because it, you can find some wiggle room there for it to be something else that it, it isn't really. But then like there are times when like like my biggest 
you know, a, a secret societies always leads to conspiracies, obviously. Oh, yeah. So yeah. my biggest one that I think is like is this, this the Kennedy one, right? And I'm not going to go into it because I'll it, I'll take Please up a whole damn podcast. do not. <laughs> but that's one that's one where I like solidly believe that like the story that we're told is not true. I, I just I kind of feel that same way, honestly. I, I don't think it's true. And I think a lot of people are slowly coming around to that, actually. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem is it's 2018. This happened 55 years ago. Yeah. Who are you going to prosecute, right? Like, what's, what are you going to do? Oh, so, like, would be nice you know, to know. No, I agree. Then investigated it, like, you know, everybody thought he was crazy. Like, there was one, you know, the district attorney of New Orleans investigated it, brought it to court, you know. I believe it wasn't the way it was told. But, like, throwing darts and that he was just trying to, like, make a name for himself. But, like, he made some noise, like, around the case that he wasn't like, throwing ah, darts though like, he was why is this following leads though that's the difference not correct about his his assumptions you know what i mean so i don't know i mean i guess the throwing darts metaphor doesn't really work but at times like you know i think some of this stuff you have to wonder what does throwing darts metaphor and alex jones have to do with freemasons because i do not understand the connection you're making oh <laughs> i did i guess i did go off on a tangent i mean well there's a the thing a lot of people have conspiracies theories and then they they start to blame um a certain supposed group right so and a lot of times i wonder because like you see these local lodges around right and i've met like people that are like actual freemasons and they're just like these like you know everyday joes right they just go to this like lodge it's 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 just like a moose lodge essentially like they just just it's a place to hang out out. it's a group of friends yeah, they just hang out, drink beer, they talk about business. They're, it's more of like a – it's a social group and they like – you know, it's a networking group. You can use it that way too, you know. It's just a way to like, you know, get out, get, a, get away from the wife, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. um, you know, so it's like the question about Freemasons is are they, are they just that little local group? But when you look at their membership worldwide, you're like, well, why are – they're so big. They technically would have the power to, um, you know, to do some of the things that people – accuse them of claiming of right so i mean that's why it gives it credence right so you you you, right but are they organized enough are they ambitious enough are the people that are in it able to pull the strings without getting caught like yeah you know yeah and when you say getting caught you mean by who because if they're if they're infiltrating everything then nobody's caught by well but non-masons might notice but but i think from from my perspective I, i haven't heard of anything really illegal happening or anything like corrupt happening i mean yeah they talk to each other and they want to work in banking i mean i'm sure, just like but i mean are they controlling who gets the money and and how it moves between you know loans I mean, approved there's to move? Also, yeah i don't really know it's also it's auditing and things like that that happen throughout those things that'd be very very difficult i think to do that i mean i it, it seems to me like what you're saying too it's just like now it's de- it's evolved into this kind of just like you know a, a club for guys that are involved in these handful of professions that enjoy thinking that they're part of an authority club i mean whether or not that's true or not i mean it sounds like some people just kind of get off on that and that's like their thing i mean that's that's what it's like to me but yeah i think uh getting off was just in secret society to be very honest yeah kind of well dude (laughs) i thought the freemason list was pretty interesting it's good i mean i had to narrow it down because there is so much shit out there about freemasons and you know i had to pick like the most one forever yeah, we could we could do one where it's the whole yeah the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't know anything. Honestly, I didn't know about it. I, all, all I saw was the buildings and the symbol, and I knew that some presidents were involved at some point in time. But I didn't yeah. really know 
the idea behind it and like what they were standing for and if they still existed and how big they were and all that kind of stuff too. So it's interesting. They still existed. I don't, and I still don't really know what they're for. Honestly, even after your list, I don't really know what the the goal of it is. Yeah, no, I'm well, a lot of people think the goal is just to rule the world essentially and like rule all the different structures of that human structures, basically finance, banking, uh, government, all that stuff, you know, religion, even I guess, um, but I mean, you Google Masonic Lodge, you'll find three or four right around you, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're sure. Cities, so, yeah. But the, I think one of the, one of the, we, we all kind of came away from this, which was kind of interesting, I think, that this kind of all begs the question, if these secret societies um, have some of these either loftier goals or don't even have well-defined goals to begin with, uh, or at least that we know of from our investigation, is there, I mean, there's probably, maybe it's, that's the reason why they're secret, right? Because if they weren't secret societies and they were well-known societies, they'd be doing something useful and good, <laughs> right? Like, it seems like, anything. it seems like these are like people that just like, like being secretive, but don't really have necessarily the most direct agenda. And it sounds like for the most part, they don't have direct leaders, which means everyone kind of flails and kind of fends for themselves about what they think the idea of the group is uh, to different degrees, and with different so, sizes of membership, you know, like, so I think Freemasonry, like, you know, so a very organized group that's agile is moving faster, right? They're, they're accomplishing more, more quickly. And Freemasonry, I don't think has that, like they're, they couldn't pivot that hard away from like the general, whatever they're doing every day fraternity thing versus yeah. like controlling the world where they're like, okay, guys, well, I know we used to be this like kind of fraternal order of whatever but i like back in the day i think they were it started that way too essentially they started as controlling like regulatory body for masonry so they weren't building buildings that were falling on people i mean i mean i mean if you meet secretly eventually you do it long enough you're gonna be like why don't we just like you know have lost your goals yeah Yeah. like we we could sit around and get drunk or we could just like really make this into something so yeah i mean they're just like hey guys it's been a hundred years since he wrote these <laughs> rules can we change number four from no women allowed to be like can we change it to like Such hey measure. let's fucking do something for once instead of sitting around and playing chess and drinking beer like yeah i mean anonymous is over there being a duocracy and we're just over here hanging out with men all day so yeah it's a no yeah. it's a dudocracy <laughs> these are all these are all kind of dudocracies from what i can tell yeah, there's sex magic which sounds like a guy's invention <laughs> Yeah. There's, uh, there's anonymous which sounds like it's mostly male it's a bunch of male dudes yeah. uh nerds uh around the globe i mean there's there's it's different now obviously there's more but it's in its inception it's a bunch of dudes in 4chan right uh kids yeah. even teenagers and then same thing with freemasons it's probably a bunch of guys are like hey we we run the world now like it's i don't know there's there's something kind of uh, similar between all the different secret societies that we've talked about today at least yeah well, that they're Agreed. all secret societies and they're all men. Sausage, real sausage party out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show this, what weird stuff, I guess, what weird stuff white guys will make up to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what they started, yeah. All right, well, that white. secret societies, we kind of nailed it, I think. Good stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can make like 10 episodes about secret societies and never hit on all of it so we may come back because there's some other ones i'd like to talk to i I would like to go deeper into freemasonry but i'd like to see what illuminati is and all some of the other ones that i know the names of but don't know anything about illuminati killed Aaliyah. oh no all right well on that note thanks thanks for listening (laughs) 
If you have any questions or topic ideas, email us, show at researchanddestroypodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash researchanddestroypodcast. You can get all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm Justin. I'm John. I'm Adam. Later. Cool. It's your story now. You, you, you decide what is right.